Welcome to CORE, everybody. I'm Scott Johnson uh, with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. It is May 7th, 2020. Welcome to episode 219 of CORE. We're talking about video games. Big day today because Microsoft did a big thing. And apparently it's uh, part of a series of things they'll be doing during the uh, non-E3, non-physical event year that we're all having. Uh, they're going to tell us all about Series X stuff in a different kind of way. They're piecemealing it. And today we got our first dose of that. We'll get into that in a second. Actually, you know what? We'll get into it now. Let's talk about all the Series X announcements. Are you guys down with that, John? Do you want it? Do you care? Let me ask you this. You were a PlayStation guy this generation. Do you care what they have to say about any of this? Or do you, are you ambivalent to the Xbox stuff? I, I do care, but I'm also a little ambivalent overall. I'm a little of both because mm. I, I really like what Microsoft did. You know, they, they had a real rough start with the Xbox One. Yeah. Um, but I feel like they pulled it together, and they've done some really cool things, and that Game Pass is awesome, and their philosophy is awesome, and I feel, like, very strongly about who's leading them, and I just, I I like them. I feel very amicable towards them, and I want to like and be excited for the Series X. Mm. But then on the other hand, the part of me that doesn't feel great about it is the part of me that's going, you know, there's going to be a big shortage on these things, and I've got a really good PC, and maybe I don't need to rush out and worry about getting a console. Like, I'm kind of over the camping out, hope I get one, and all of that. Maybe we'll just let it lie, and I'll give it a couple months, and I'll come to it when I can get anything that I need, and maybe it's even on a discount, and feel good about it then. Yeah, and depending how deep you are into PC gaming culture, I think the more you're on the line of, yeah, I don't know if I really need to camp out for that thing. And also, guess what? Game Pass turns out real good on PC as well. So there's a lot of the stuff I care about coming out of Microsoft on that service, and I'm already getting that. But from a services perspective, that's my most... That's the thing about the Series X that I'm the most excited about is to see how much further they can take their uh, take their services, see if they'll be more valuable to me over time. The box itself is less important to me, but so is the PlayStation 5s without its strengths, like exclusivities and you know homemade stuff that they're making. Like Sony makes the best first party lineup there is in the industry right now, so I kind of have the same kind of break with them. And also, it looks like they might still they might do some PC things a little bit, a little poking around. We don't have a lot of big confirmations, not nearly like Microsoft, but you know we are getting a couple of their games that are amazing. PlayStation Four exclusives are going to be on PC soon, and uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm feeling just a little. Also, it's a year where I don't think I don't know that at the end of this year I'm going to go. Yeah, I got five hundred bucks to throw down. Let's go. Let's just spend it on a thing that's going to be yeah. not as good as my PC. So. Bo, thoughts, feelings, contradictions? Mm, no. So I missed most of the announcements, or I didn't watch it. I just yeah. found out for the last minute. What did they announce exactly? Well, this game? Yeah, let's get into it. So there's some stuff. All right. So it was mostly games today. Uh, still don't know what that controller looks like. No, actually, we do, don't we? And it just looks like a xbox one controller don't we yeah they didn't do anything crazy like sony i think we have seen it and it looks kind of like an xbox one controller yeah and it looks fine i'm sure it's comfortable and good and that's already a great controller i'm not not actually worried too much about that we know that it's a a weird tower looking mini fridge looking thing uh 
I'm sure that uh, this thing will be, you know, uh, well, we, we know what the specs are. We know that the specs are good. All of those things we know, but we didn't know a whole lot about the lineup of games. Here's what they announced today. A uh, couple things. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Now, we already knew that was coming out because we saw a trailer last week. We also know that'll be everywhere, including PC uh, and PlayStation 5 and PS4 and Xbox One, for that matter. One unique thing about it and another list of games, which we'll get to later, they're part of what Xbox One is calling smart delivery, which is their way of saying, hey, if you buy, for example, Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, or Madden 2021, or Madden 21, they call it, if you buy one of those two games, there's others two on the list, but if you buy a game with this smart delivery thing on the Xbox One, you will automatically get a free upgrade to it or a free new version of it on the newer console. So a Series X, when that comes out, even if you bought Madden back in September, Series X comes out in December or whenever it is, November, you buy it for Christmas, that game is now a game you own on the Series X with whatever upgrades that means. Uh, fidelity wise or you know gameplay wise or whatever whatever changes between the two versions you just own it i think that's actually a really cool thing in fact here here's the list of those things that are doing it assassin's creed valhalla is in that list so you can get it on xbox one get it later on there this is a little like i remember they did this with black flag for the last generation turnover you could have um i had black flag on playstation 3 and i played it and then PlayStation 4 comes out and you could get Black Flag on PS4, which is all up and, you know, better frame rate and better textures and everything. You could get that newer version, but you had to pay like 10 bucks. So it was like oh. one of these deals where it wasn't, it wasn't like you had to spend another 40 or another 49. And it also didn't carry over saves and stuff like that. This situation is you get it for free if you've already purchased it on the, on the lesser platform or the older platform and your saves are moved around. So that's rad. That's a very cool thing that they're doing. Um, so, excuse me, AC Valhalla, Call of the Sea, Chorus, Scarlet Nexus, Second Extinction, The Ascent, Vampire, The Masquerade, Bloodlines 2, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, most of those games, with a couple of exceptions, what? you haven't heard of, right? None of those are ones you're like, oh, finally, Second Extinction. Check it Isn't out. Song? Yakuza like a dragon. <laughs> hey, Yakuza like a dragon. <laughs> That's not the song I was thinking of. I thought you were going to go like a dragon. Hey, touched for the very first time. Like the virgin yeah, but song. I, I have to work. The, the Yakuza is an important part of the like a dragon. Oh, I got it. Because it's, you know, it, Yakuza is an evocative word. It is. And their bodies are covered in dragons, dragon tattoos. Yakuza. Yeah. Keep going. Like a dragon for the very first time. <laughs> Yakuza. Uh, I'm so glad like I Like a dragon. I cut to John at the right of the right moment. He was just going. One more time. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, I, know anyway, you, I know you guys are waiting for that. Sorry. It's all good. So they showed all of these these games I just mentioned, these and a couple more. They showed them all in trailer form. Uh, they had a dude. The thing started with a dude sitting in a kitchen with a big refrigerator that looked like an Xbox One ser- or Xbox Series X. So they were kind of taking a little joke at themselves about how that thing looks like a big fridge. Uh, so that was a thing. Otherwise, not a lot here other than, hey, new games. And a lot of people have said... Hey, these games don't look that different than current-gen games. I don't know. That's not very cool. 
And I have some bad news for the world. Are you ready for my bad news? Here it is. Lower your expectations because this is actually a good thing. We have reached the top of the curve when it comes to high fidelity video game output. There is not much more to to get up there. And when we do get up there, and there are, you know, there's there's more to do, but it isn't going to be in giant leaps and jumps and cuts. It's not going to be like 1991 uh, and then the difference between that and 1998. That was a huge difference in eight years. You're going to see small incremental growth and you're not going to see stuff that you're going to go, oh my gosh, I can't believe visually what they're doing here. They're going to just incrementally look better. You can play games now that are 10 years old that still look amazing. Games five years ago look as good as anything most people are putting out today. It's very hard to tell the difference. You can play Witcher 3 maxed out on a PC without any mods or anything and go, my gosh, what a beautiful game. It used to be, if five years passed, the world had changed in games. If you said in 2002, wow, what a cool game, and then five years pass, it's now 2007, whole new world, man. Everything looked a billion times better. We're done with that. The, the curve was a steep one for a while, and we are now at the top of that curve, and it's good. It's good to be at the top because so much can be done up here. Uh, with stylization and, and and also maximum reality and everything in between and and the hardware is very capable and the real strengths of this next generation are going to be things like less load times and faster this yeah. and faster that and bigger worlds and things that make the overall experience better while we're while we may look at it and go ah it looks like the same beautiful 4K imagery I saw four years ago it's okay that it does it's okay. I mean, that's the part that I'm really excited about is that, you know, they want to continue to sell you consoles. That's going to be a thing that continues to happen. And at this point, the way they have to innovate is to get more creative. It is to go, hey, remember this, you know, two minute long loading screen? A couple seconds. Like, that's it. You know, hey, functionality is going to be uh, better. Things are going to work the way you think it should. You're going to you know, butt up against weird download times and things like that a lot less. So, I mean, I'm excited for it. I've been using a SSD in my PC since I got my new PC. And, you know, I cared more about that than I did the new graphics card. Same. Like, it was just amazing <laughs> to sit down and go, I want to play this game. Okay, I'm playing it. All right, I'm going to play a different game. Okay, I'm playing it. Like, that, that fast loading time is insane. Yeah, it immediately made that's partly why when my um when I got my most recent PC upgrade, it just made me not even want to touch my consoles. Honestly, with the exception to the Switch cuz the Switch is all essentially SSD, you know, it's it's all solid state uh, memory anyway. So there are no spinning hard drives. There is no load time. There is no slowdown cuz you're waiting for a 79 or 7200 RPM drive to catch up or whatever. You just go and there's there's other factors here that will make some of that stuff even faster than we're imagining now, but it's going to be a huge leap. Like, that's a big deal. I said all of this better on Twitter. I'm going to quote my tweet because I feel better about what I said there than I'm fumbling around here. I said, we are at the point of diminishing returns on large generational fidelity leaps. It's all iteration, and that's okay. It's like smartphones or PCs before them. You hit that top of the curve. We've been there with gaming for a while. I stand by those words, damn it. And it's okay. Like like I say, like it's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean you're getting 
the companies have run out of ideas or they they they've hit a wall or something. They haven't. We've this is how everything goes. Everything gets up to a certain point where now it's just iterating on what's already great. And I'm very excited about both these hardware jumps. I'm also excited about potential PC stuff that's coming down the pipes because again, that's where we're at. We've reached a new a pinnacle and now every, the sky's the limit on the games. That's what you really want anyway. Like, forget about trying to fumble around trying to make something happen graphically. You don't have to worry about it now. You can do it all. If you're looking for realism, you can do it all pretty close to the bone. If you're looking for stylization, you can do whatever you want. You want to make something look 8-bit but run like it, was, it would have never run in the 8-bit era? Guess what? Good news, everybody. You can do it. So you've got the entire range and all the tools and everything's so there now. Now it's just down to give me games that are compelling across the board. And I freaking love that. That's where I want to be. It's where we've been working toward. We're there. We're in Valhalla. <laughs> so <laughs> enjoy it. Right? Am I wrong? Is that, are people complaining like, that it's not uh, oh, like yeah. a manufactured jump? Like no one needs a new console right yeah, now? Yeah, I've seen a bunch of feedback today. I mean, again, it's Twitter, so take any of this as a grain of salt, as I should be, but I'm not. Somehow I'm blowing it way up. But but basically, people are saying, eh, it didn't look like, doesn't look much better than what I can currently do on my PlayStation 4 or my Xbox One. Like, what's the difference? Like, a lot of talk like that. I guess um, so. I mean, you still have to think that the hardware is the best deal in electronics. Right. At least initially, Hands right? Down. At least initially. Like, when you, the, the early part of a new generation of consoles, if you want the best fidelity for your dollar, you're getting a you're getting one of these consoles. Yeah, you want a powerhouse computer that's easily a grand or more for three hundred bucks. Yeah, easily get a console. It's right. still the best. It's like oh, this massively discounted piece of hardware is not performed than the other one. Right. You know, I don't know. Like I get not wanting to switch, but with all the features that you've talked about, the backwards compatibility and the the um, the moratorium or whatever you want to call it that where you can get the upgrade right mm -hmm. if you bought an older version you know it's, right. that all seems great it's it's compelling I mean, right yeah i know magic the gathering paper card players that spend more on their cards than you know video games players spend on their consoles so those people can't i mean if up, they man. feel it really is it's been 10 years hasn't it yeah well hold on yeah. 2013 so seven not quite seven years it's a little short actually for your but again see <laughs> This is why I would argue. You'd think it would they would land or they would last longer or go for the full 10, 15 years. But all this stuff's moving at the speed of sound, and at the same time, we've kind of crescendoed. So I think you're gonna see a shorter amount of time between these upgrades, and we are. Seven years is relatively short for a console cycle. Um, but you're not gonna see leaps and bounds changes on the graphical front, but you will see it in the performance front, resolution, frame rate. Those all matter, but also I, services and back end and like John says, load times and SSD technology and all this other stuff, those are all going to contribute to make it make perfect sense that it, a seven year leap was enough and we're good to go. Let's rock. Let's do the next yeah. generation. The seven years makes sense, I think, if you think about the way media has changed in that time. Because even with the twenty thirteen consoles, it was very much we're gonna be the box that solves your living room. We're gonna have it all. And especially Xbox did that. Um, but I don't think PlayStation scores high marks on their non-gaming related stuff, right? Yeah, not really. So, not really. So yeah. I think that they were trying to capture lightning in a bottle and their consoles for that generation were too late on a lot of things. And they, the companies seem very 
firm in their vision about where gaming is going this time around. You know, there's going to be cloud gaming, cloud services, like, you know, your subscription service. So we're giving you the box, but it's to run this. Like, I think this is the final draft if the last generation was a rough draft. And I know PlayStation scored high marks, but I'm sure that, like, they're streaming stuff in their console. They could definitely do better. Oh, yeah. Um, there's lots in there they could definitely do better. And it, it, we even now, when I use the box, it feels like closer to an Xbox 360 than to a next generation thing. Like, like I would even say the difference between the Xbox 360 era and the PS4, whatever the analog for Xbox was at that, Xbox whatever it's one. called now. I don't yeah. know. Xbox One. Xbox One. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they need to have better names at least the numbering system is makes sense but it's just xbox oh, they're terrible xbox that's terrible that's why they're doing the series x thing because Seri- it's basically no, series x is not good well it's not that but you gotta remember sex but see that would be memorable that's true but they're not gonna that's kind of what they're gonna do i mean they're having to skirt around a little in the beginning but this is an attempt to say this is now xbox the platform we're done giving it numbers we're done giving it iterations yeah. whoever's idea was to go all right, first one's called an Xbox. Next one's going to be called Xbox 360, which makes no sense because that's that makes no sense. I don't know why that was a thing, but they did. It's it's like those. Remember, you had those Velcro sneakers. Yeah, they had, but they, I felt like when I was a kid, they made me run fast because they were Velcro 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but really, it's not, they just wrote two thousand on the that's side. That's it. Of the shoe. That's exactly. But it, it. My kid mind was like, "These are Velcro two thousands. Right. So and the si- the so road. the Series X is an attempt for them to get back to just it's a X series. It's X. It's Xbox. Here's the Xbox. You're not supposed to call it anything else. But they kind of shot themselves in the foot with that. PlayStation did the smart thing the whole time. Either just have it called PlayStation and, and iterate it every year, or or every time, or give it a number. And they gave it a number, and it's simple. PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, PS5. Simple. PS6, PS7 will be up to PS15 one day. It's fine. Use the X-Men movie names. <laughs> but, you know. It's, it's more about like the X-Men Days of Future Past. It was a good Xbox. Right. Uh, don't call it the Xbox Last Stand. The, re- the, the no. Xbox Last Stand. I like that, actually. Or Dark Phoenix. That's <laughs> going to be a bad one. Uh, don't, don't buy that one. Yeah. Uh, but, um, no, I, yeah. this. I think, like, th- these are really good deals for hardware. If it hasn't been a lot of time, they are improving on things that maybe not the things that get you excited, like whatever, higher resolution, I don't know. Like, if sure. someone is disappointed, they are, like, it's definitely going to be an improved piece of hardware yeah. over what's last time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Clearly. So, yeah. I'm kind of stoked to get the console. Yeah. <laughs> now that I have the PS4, but I don't think I'm going to be getting the Xbox. Are you going to get PS5? Is that where you're going to go? It depends on the exclusivity of Final Fantasies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bo has a good point. That's like, why I hate them. I would want to just pick the one I want. But like, if I'm going to get an Xbox, there's going to be no Final Fantasy on it. I'm going to be pissed at Phil do, Spencer. Don't they do? I thought they do final fantasy games on there no they did on the 360 era 13 was on there and yeah, the mmo sony uh, grabbed up that exclusivity i mean it's yeah. not even on the pc the seven poison remake. for the industry i hate it well seven's kind of, the remake's coming to pc but you yeah. you make a fair point i didn't realize they'd lock that down so yeah if you okay so but that's see that's interesting that's where sony as much as that may annoy people that sony does that it's also what keeps people in in their garden right 
So when I right. when I know I'm going to play God of War, I know I'm not going to play God of War anywhere but on guns a are bad, right? But they keep people in the prison. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna keep the guns. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> gaming's like a prison. Kind of. In some ways it is, or at least in I Sony's mean, it is. Look, it, it is the smart thing because I'm sitting here telling you guys, oh my gosh, I I really want to you know support Xbox. I like the decisions they're making and all of that. But when it comes down to okay, well, what exclusives do they have? Um, you know, we don't have a clear idea. We know Halo is going to be an exclusive there, but I honestly don't care that much about Halo. Whereas over on the Sony side, I'm now hooked on that stupid Final Fantasy VII remake, so I bought in until that stuff stops coming out. Yeah. And uh, Spider-Man's over there. I got to do that. The God of War series is over there. That was really good. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm really all in on a lot of Sony properties. And so while I don't really love how they handle things uh, company-wise, um, but they have the exclusives. And I think that's something that Microsoft's going to have to figure out because right now they don't. I look at, you know, Halo and Gears of War and I'm like, okay, well. Yeah, but see, the beauty right. of what Microsoft's doing in the Halo Gears of War thing is they're admitting that they can't keep you for that. And so they're letting those things and everything else they're making out on PC and, and they're also making it, it incredibly yeah. cheap to get if you're doing like, Game Pass. So that's, feel- that's like the market bearing it kind of thing. Like if the market can bear exclusives, then every game's an exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I don't want, well, we've talked about exclusives a lot, especially with the Epic Store and some other stuff, but. Um, can you, the, the business model that makes the most sense is to like Nintendo own your own console and only be the maker of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they get they get fair third party, but nothing like the other two. And and they they are right now their their eShop is killing it with indies. Like Nintendo had something like seventy five billion. I'm sorry, maybe it was seven point five billion. I meant to write this down for today's show and I forgot. It, this was just an just came out of some earnings reports, but uh, Nintendo did like seven point five billion dollars in digital sales over the last quarter, which includes this lockdown period. Uh, some of it, and that's seventy five percent up from a year ago, year over year. Like it's ridiculous. They're making ridiculous amounts of money. So clearly, the Nintendo thing works, but it's such a Nintendo thing. Like I don't yeah. dare anyone else to try it the way they do. No, it. no, you got to cultivate your brand and build that up, and right? Make that you know, Nintendo's synonymous with video games for some people, even in the world still. So, right. Um, yeah, you have to have that in order to be able to accomplish it. But I just think that's. That's your most profitable option, right? Yeah, that's where um, you make the money. And Sony, that is Sony's thing. They also kill it on third party. And when your first party's strong, what ends up happening is people come for the first party and then they stay with you for the third party. And that third party right. stuff shows up in other places, but you're the dominant platform. And that messes with those games because then you're like Call of Duty going, well, crap, we can't have separate player bases for all these machines anymore, for all these platforms. We need to combine them all. And they did. Like Modern Warfare, part of its success is when you play in that game right now, play Warzone or whatever, any mode you want, you see right on screen where they're coming from. Oh, that guy's on Xbox. He's on PlayStation. These three guys are on PC. I'm on PC. Let's see. He's on controller. He's not. Like You can see all that stuff. And don't think not having a controller in there is any kind of advantage. Holy shit. I have had my butt worked so hard by controller using people. Yeah, I think that, that's plateauing. Uh, big time to some extent yeah i'm sure I mean, that you take if you take the only really matters 
at like high tier competition whatever the best way to play is what all the pros are gonna do oh of course yeah but for you know every day you and i it's probably fine yeah you know it's, it's all fine. right for us sure but it's it's a uh, i don't know it's gonna be fascinating they're both on you know tap to have all this out soon not soon this year sony's got more to say in terms of announcements they've got more streams coming up microsoft like i said is going to do one a month i think is their plan with big announcements stuff like this this was mostly to roll out announcements of these other games some of these are already on like what game is it scarlet nexus i think or shoot i don't remember which one second extinction one of those two is already a steam game so it's oh, not like it's even an like none of these are exclusive per se uh to their platform but they were showing them off Oh, one of them, uh, Dirt 5, the new Dirt. I like the Dirt game, so I don't mind mentioning the Dirt games. I like It's one of the only racing games I actually like. But they uh, they showed off what looked like a high-end PC build of the game, but in theory, the Series X could easily do the, push those kind of numbers and stuff. It'll be fine. Um, but my, my biggest problem with today's announcement is none of this is stuff that I won't be able to get somewhere else and probably already am going to get somewhere else. Like, I'm getting Assassin's Creed Valhalla on my PC, like, without any hesitation. I'm not even considering anything else. So that's neat and all, but I don't, but that's not where I'm going to play it. Um, and I clearly there's been some negotiation or some money or some glad handing or something going on between Microsoft and Ubisoft on Assassin's Creed Valhalla's rollout because the ad that they, or their first trailer they ran was a trailer with an Xbox Series X logo at the front and back. It, some people are like, is this, I can only get this on Xbox? That sucks. I don't want to get and like that kind of thing. I'm like, no, 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 no. They're just, there's money. They're getting money for this. <laughs> like yeah. it, it's helpful. It's helpful for Microsoft to make this feel like it might be exclusive. It's not though. This will be day yeah. and date on everything. But anyway, it would be good for them. I would be a big get. No, it would be a huge get experience. like that. Huge get. But but I, I don't, yeah. Anyways, I, I'm I'm glad they don't do. They seem to do less of that on the Xbox side of things, which I appreciate more. Um, right. Yeah. Right. 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 I don't. I, yeah. I don't want to get too deep into that this week. It's kind of a bummer topic. That it's just me griping. It's, it's all good. <laughs> How do you feel about you like Vampire um, the Masquerade? Right. That was the thing. I, well, I was watching some of it on mute, and it, I'm excited. I'm super stoked for that game. It's based uh, on the tabletop game, or am I? Do I have that wrong? It is a tabletop uh-huh. game, right? Okay, I don't know enough. Yes, about it. yeah. The Vampire the Masquerade is a tabletop RPG. Okay. Um, I mean, we could in theory play it someday. Really? Um, I would need to read some of the books, but yes. Um, yeah. Would I have the to get all? Would footage. I have to get all gothy and everything to play that game? Would I have to be all no, like? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. You can just look like the same way you do oh, every week. Scott. Tell him he has to. We can get him to do this. No, he won't do it. I'm not he won't doing do it. it. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting in stereo. Yeah. I won't do it. He won't do it. I yeah. won't do it. He there's won't no, do there's it. no way I'm doing it. Him. We could wear him down. John, More of attrition. John does have a way of convincing me to do things that I think I don't want to do. Uh, and I don't know why. I don't know. It's a weird It's a weird power you have. You're like, um, do you ever watch Dexter? Do you ever see season five where... <laughs> Johnny Lee Miller played this dude that was like a uh, inspirational speaker guy, and he and he was really good at convincing people to do terrible things. That's that's John basically. That might be the only season of Dexter I didn't watch. Oh, really? Do you saw the ones after it, seven yeah. and eight? I did. There was one season I completely skipped. Yeah. It was so. What happened was they hit season three, the one with John Lithgow. That was four, which was. 
Was it four? Four. Yeah, I just finished it and started. Or I just just did. Uh, Kim and I have been binging it again for don't ask why, but we just finished season four last week, which was the Lithgow season. But that Lithgow season has a huge carryover into five, as you know, because the ending of that thing. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. It's an old show, so I shouldn't worry about spoilers. No, it's fine. Like like the John, the John Lithgow season is the best by far. It, it, it's where that show peaks and it's all downhill from there. Yeah. Um, and then wasn't it the next season though, was the one where it's, uh, Tom Hanks's son and Nope. That's Admiral Adama. That's seven or eight. That's later. Those are seasons I anyway, haven't seen yet. Anyway, that season made me so mad that I didn't watch the season after it. <laughs> All right, so I think you, I think that's seven, and then you never saw eight, which sounds like you made the right choice uh, based on what I've heard. Because yeah, yeah that could be. I, but honestly, you know what? Now that you say it, you're right. I think I did see that one, yeah. but it was so not memorable that I, I don't remember it. Yeah. I don't remember it. It was all bad. Yeah, four was the peak. You're not wrong. Lithgow was crazy. And in that. What an awful ending to a show. Oh, it was, yeah. Well, let's see, I haven't seen the finale, so I don't know yet. Oh, you've never seen the finale? No. I'm not, I, that's what I'm saying. We just finished five. Or we just finished five. I, we're not even starting with six yet. We may. I mean, we, we're planning on it. My wife really likes the show. I've never seen past this point. Actually, I've never seen past four, so five was new to me. And five was not good as good as four, but it was still all right. It had its moments. I'm nervous about what everyone says is so bad at the very tail end. Like, I don't so know. Bad. Ugh, is it really that bad? Is it like, it is one of the worst endings to a, to a show I have ever seen in my life. When you say, wow, would you, do you just mean like, and this you have ha- to get through nine seasons to get there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm already, you know, I, well, okay. Let me ask you this in video games. This happens sometimes an ending will happen yeah. in a story based game. And it'll be so annoyingly like, half-assed or just they didn't do the thing they could have done or it felt like they or ran out of to, time is it like that is it you th- saved the president's daughter you are sure bad dudes yeah <laughs> yeah it's um it's just it's a case where you're like it's bad on a lot of levels and you can also picture a room of writers all patting themselves on the back at the same time. Like you see through the content and see people being very proud of themselves. I'll give you an example that is a non-spoiler example. All right. There is a hurricane yeah. in that season okay. that occurs. <laughs> and the hurricane has the same name as Dexter's mother. Oh, Martha. <laughs> Like, yeah, Martin. <laughs> Why'd you say that name? Uh, it's, it's just like, it's the kind of thing where you just feel like they were sitting around and they were like, we can't help ourselves. We're going to do stupid things. Mm. Um, it's just, it's just bad. It's just really, really bad. I'm very curious to see what you think of it. But once you've seen the Lithgow season, you've seen where that show should have ended. It yeah. is all various levels of downhill from here there might be some divots where it bounces you up a little bit yeah. you're like oh uh no yeah uh i just want to call rusty nails out in the chat for saying you mean worse than breaking bad dude okay i know i know this stuff's all subjective but really the breaking Bo bad ending. like the breaking bad ending but, 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 i i'm i'm with you i think it's one of the best finales of a show i of love that finale it's incredibly good Bo, what explain yourself so did I, I don't know if I was that extreme. I thought it wasn't the best. 
but I enjoyed it. I, I don't oh, know. I thought yeah. you, I thought you came down real hard on it. I don't Game, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is a turd turd pile. Oh, he's saying he's saying he I, thought I, that I, was a good one. Oh, okay. I I, I one eighty on Game of Thrones. The first time I watched it, I really liked it, and then I watched it a second time, and it it's very very bad. The Game of Thrones one you're talking <laughs> and, about, and, and they threw a ton a ton of gasoline on it to make the the ending cool, like yeah. with the pyrotechnics and everything. But when you when you when you start because you're like, oh, this show is great. Let me start watching from the beginning. You're like, what? like they really. It's like as if people didn't know the characters wrote the last season. Uh, like yeah, the spy master gets caught tattling. You know, Sansa is. I guess I'm spoiling stuff, so run away. Uh, <laughs> John's like, guess what? There's this huge secret. <laughs> the tar- I'm a Targaryen. Don't tell anyone. And Sansa's like, cool. I won't tell anyone. Hey, Darian! <laughs> Guess what I found out? Like, two seconds. And it's not even, like, in game, in, in film time, some time passed, and then the secret. No, she literally turned around. She promised, turned around, and it makes no sense because Sansa's this tough person from the North. It, it's bad. It, season six, I, I don't like the internet vitriol, and I didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. But I guess I joined the dark side because that season... No, I'm with you. ...needs to be wrapped... Yeah. Ran wrap and fired into outer space. It, it was clear bomb on it. Knowing what yeah. we know now about contracts and who was itching to leave, and everybody kind of running out of steam, and they had to cram all this into a six episode season, and the previous season was already crammed into six episodes. Like there, it all makes sense why it was bad, but mm. it was bad. It was a bad final yeah. season. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. There but was I some enjoyed... cool stuff in it. There, I enjoyed yeah. watching it, mm-hmm. but at the very end, I was disappointed. Although I will say, there's a lot of people that hate the pace of like the last seasons and all that. I actually really liked that pace. Really? By the time I got to that season, I was like, I'm so done with this. We have to go somewhere, so it's going to be five episodes of walking. Like, but... yeah, hell yeah. She wants to go a place. She got on boat. She's there. Did it. Just show me... But I think it also says about where my interest with that show went. Because yeah. by the end of the show, I stopped being invested in the minutia. And I was just like, who lives, who dies? Give yeah, me a checklist. Blow yeah. by blow. What happens to Tyrion? He's okay? All right, what happens to this guy? What happens yeah. to this guy? Like, they could have just come out and gone, Jon Snow will live. <laughs> Daenerys will die. Like they're reading from a list. And like they'll just go down the list and I'll go, cool all right show me a dragon this is and funny show because me a dragon and i go all right because well, you're I, you're a guy that, that likes a, to you, you're a guy that likes to read the quest text and they stopped giving you quest test text worth reading that's basically what happened yeah. here i get it yeah. well that's how you feel i like the slow pace that's what defined the show well that's what i mean i i think i think we I all like did it. and they but if they, you don't like it I don't, I don't think that's a matter of taste and not right 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 but i think they changed it like yeah, I think oh, for sure. I think what John yeah. is saying, John, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm saying you would have still liked that pace had they maintained the quality of that pace. Did you see the the, the right. meme of that? Yeah, the what of it? Hang on, I'll find it for you. I'll show you. Yeah, there was a there was a shift somewhere in the story where I got just super bored with what all the characters were doing, and so the idea of these characters that are doing things I'm bored with, like continuing to be boring but in a long languishing way did not appeal to me right uh i think i'm with you that's right where i was because it's the minutiae that interested me for the most part and i read the books too and i love them i don't know if i'm ever getting a sixth book but whatever 
but yeah, they just ran out of uh, good text to read. That's how I'm going to compare. I think they it. also they showed their hand a little early. Mm. Like I felt like we kind of knew where they were going. And it was a show that was all about surprising you early on. And then I feel like about the time they brought John back, you go, okay, I can tell where the story's going. Yeah. And then watching them just go, what's, what are we going to do? But they don't surprise you anymore. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, well, okay, you're doing exactly what I thought you were going to do. And you're taking a really long time to do it. So can we just speed it along? Because I'm pretty sure I know where this is going. And it's the episodes that kind of caught back to that, like, that made you believe that things could go off the rails again that were exciting. Like the Battle of the Bastards, where you're like, did they bring John back just to kill him? Which would have been a real bold choice. But, yeah. like, yeah. you know, those are the moments where I was, like, invested. But then as those things turned out exactly how you thought they would, you were like, oh, no, we're just, we're back to the traditional it's, story. It's thing. funny you say this, and it's all too new to say any particular story point, so I won't. This is not going to have any, I'm not going to say a single spoiler with this, but I adored what they did with Westworld season three until the last two episodes. Yes, me too. I didn't like the last two because it felt like they had to, it felt like they sat down and they were like, well, we have to really like, we got to wrap this up. Yeah, we got to, we got to bring it all back together. And and all of a sudden it was just like, and Hey, we got to acknowledge all the stuff that happened in the previous season. Yeah. So here's what they did. They did this in like amazing six or six or so episodes of just one after the other. Like, Oh my gosh, you guys are making the show. I want, this is so blade runnery. This is so matrixy. Like this is my kind of sci-fi well done after that semi stinker of a season two, you really redeemed yourselves. Even if I don't totally understand what the hell's going on, I am loving every second of this. And then The last two episodes, they were like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to fill the next two and a half hours with nothing but John Wick style fights and some monologuing and a couple of swords. And that'll be it. Like, that's kind of all they did. And like MacGuffin's like this little tiny thing determines everything in this big complex world. Or Mm -hmm. a riot is only about 20 people. And they just tried to film it. So it seemed like a big deal. And like just a poopy couple of last episodes that honestly didn't tarnish the rest of my experience uh, too much because I really love the lead up and I'm stoked for what's next. But yeah. man, what a petery, shitty little diggly doodly dee they did at the end. And it really. There were things I liked about the actual finale, but I, the second to last episode, I got. I was so uninvested that I went and did other things. It bummed it me out, really bummed me out because I was binging toward the end. And I couldn't understand why people were complaining about that. I'm like, whatever, man. I'm on season episode six, and this is great. And then I get to seven and went, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. That's fine. So Westworld's poo again? No, it's just, like I said, the, the whole season's amazing, except the last two episodes. They're just, they're lazy. Uh, rough to keep. The last rough two episodes to keep. are lazy. That's the best word I can think of to use. There are a couple, John's right, the finale has some moments. It definitely does. And also, it's done? yeah, it's they, yeah. They, it was only eight, eight episodes. Oh. It's the kind of show I'm watching every year, no matter what. It's just my kind of thing. If it's bad, yeah, I, I don't I'm, care. I think I'm out. You should watch it. Out. You should watch it. You like Blade Runner and cyberpunk stuff. You should totally I mean, watch I watched it. the first two seasons. I'm just not. Yeah, but see, this I is hate, what I'm I saying. When half of a show was good. Let me tell you this, though. I know. And I realize that. Oh, this is so weird because 
John was doing the same thing with me. He was telling me, oh, I know Satu is rough, but man, where they're going with this is working. And he's right. The cyberpunk stuff they do totally works. And it's fascinating. And I want to know more. And the whole big questions of the, of the season of, you know, free will and people and, and uh, projection models. And it's, that stuff is so much fun. I just don't think they stuck the landing. But it was still worth the ride. I enjoyed, you know, it's like seven hours of your life. It's no big deal. Yeah, it's no big. I'll probably watch it at some point, but it's just not a high priority. It's yeah. gonna be a, it's gonna fill time when I don't have anything else to watch. Well, so I'm, I'm watching Community. I'm redoing a rewatch. So nothing wrong with that. That's that's my thing now. Nothing wrong with that. There's that is an okay thing to do. All right, that's have, streets ahead, if you will. Yeah. Uh, if <laughs> I have, I thought I had our. Yeah, I do. Here is um, here's something for you guys. Hold on. Robocop is more caliente. All right, I just want to put that in there. Uh, Scott Fletcher announcing that Robocop is more caliente, and he is, and he's also joining the Mortal Kombat 11 roster as part of their upcoming DLC, which includes more story. Really? Yep, more story, more characters, and Robocop. Robocop doesn't appear. I mean, I actually. I thought Scott, I thought Scott was joining the. No. I Scott lo- was joining. Okay. I like... Here, I have more. Drug lords are launching weapons of terror. We must fight back. Your telephone is linked to my weapon system. All right. That was an old commercial in the <laughs> 80s. Awesome. It's when they were trying to turn RoboCop into a kid-friendly thing. Remember that? Yeah. That was weird. Um, I loved RoboCop as a kid. That rated R, almost rated X movie was one of my favorites to watch as a child. Yeah, it's I something loved else. that movie. That explains Agreed. a lot about you. Just kidding. No, that movie's great. I, it's my favorite Verhoeven movie. Eh, I really like Total Recall too, but I think uh, I think RoboCop takes the cake. But I love that he's in it because RoboCop or sorry, Mortal Kombat's freaking weird, and of course he's in it. And how dumb is that? So of course, and it's great. And John, you're getting this DLC. I know you are. I am absolutely getting this DLC. They had me with more story mode. So I'm very excited about that because that's the thing that I engage with. Uh, That's the part of Mortal Kombat I enjoy the most. So I'm really excited to see that. And based on where that ended, it was a really funny, like, kind of to be continued because that game had such a clear ending and setup for the next game that you're like, oh, they're going to add a little extra story. And you're like, how are they going to do that? And it's basically like, spoilers, Luke Hang's going to remake the universe how he sees fit. And he's like, let's get started. And then all of a sudden, Shang Tsung just shows up and is like, hold on a second, Luke Hang. You can't remake the universe because you messed up. And now we got to go fix it. And he's like, oh, man, I didn't think about that. Yeah, we got to go fix it. And it's the weirdest, like, kind of nothing set up for a plot, but I'm 100% into it, and I'm really excited. Uh, They showed three new characters, uh, two returning, one uh, new to the series, but has been around since the 80s. Uh, So they're bringing in Fujin, which is the wind god. Oh, right. Uh, yep. He's yeah, cool. He's the furt, he's the furt god. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and Fartchen. Fartchen. They're, uh, they're bringing in uh, Shiva, who is the, the Lady Goro, who is one of my favorite characters. And honestly, an adolescent me who played Mortal Kombat was like, I really had to come to terms with how I felt about a four-armed, super-muscled, gigantic dragon lady. Yeah. And I still don't think I fully come to terms with it. So, <laughs> All right. There's know. some... we could You could work that out in therapy for years. So, good luck. Yeah. So, you're a Shiva main. Shiva main. 
confirmed. Yeah, I, I maybe, I, maybe, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the third is RoboCop, which is great, and I have a theory. Oh, okay, go give it. Are you ready? This yeah. is here's my tinfoil hat. I'm not the first person to suggest this on the internet, though. I will say that I. I thought of it before I saw anybody else say anything. All right. But there's a character in Mortal Kombat who has one defining personality trait, and that is his his job. And that is uh, Stryker. Okay. And his whole thing. Do you remember Stryker, yeah, Scott? Yeah, Stryker's the guy, the cop. He's the cop, yeah, right? You nailed it. Yeah. That's the one thing that exists about Stryker. He's a cop. Yep. Like, why do we need to write a rich backstory about revenge for the falling of your clan or betrayal or you turned into a demon or went into the netherworld when we can just write on a piece of paper, yeah. his name is Stryker, he's a cop. Yeah. And in the remake, he died. Okay. And we haven't seen him since, really. Like, he just kind of got killed when they killed off a bunch of people, and that was it for Stryker. He's not a very popular character, except by certain people who kind of think it's funny to like him. Kind of like Dan in yeah. Street Fighter. Yeah, it's it's um, ironic to like Stryker. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he only really shows up when they decide to really put everybody in the game. They're like, I guess we got to put Stryker in this one because we're putting everybody in. But he's a he's a cop that died. So I think RoboCop is actually... Oh William Stryker. My oh, wait, gosh. is his name William? I don't remember. That what, might be an uh, X-Men villain. Anyway, Stryker. <laughs> I think I think they're gonna say that he's actually Robocop. Oh wow. You know what? That would be a fun I mean, can they do that? Does that mess with the IP by doing why, that? Why not? I don't do it. I don't know. Like I'm trying Robocop to think. Well, yeah, they could definitely do it because every new game is the universe remade or something weird like that. Like, yeah, you're not wrong. I played through the story of Mortal Kombat 10, and oh my god, yeah, they intentionally wrote it as badly as they possibly could. Yeah, like, the far realm is in danger from the under realm. Let's go to the over realm and find the heroes to help us. The realm heroes will go to the darker realm and help. All right, Raiden, whatever you say. It's like yeah. cra- crazy old bat. He's just like, let's go to the cloud realm. Yeah. I, I mean, touch that. you stepped on my eclair. We will fight now. Like, yeah. and, you know, do brutal moves for no good reason. I love it. But a it, bunch of really dumb, like, um, friendships are back. And, like, it looks like a fun upgrade or update to that game. Yeah. 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 There's Scorpion. You put a, you put a link to it. There's Scorpion using his spear to pull over a giant teddy bear and give him a hug. Yeah. I put that in uh, our Discord. It's kind of a like a interdimensional GI Joe at this point, right? That's maybe what it's like. I mean, kinda. It's like it's like a Saturday morning Transformers yeah. cartoon. Yeah. Like, oh, you did that. You betrayed me. But then this person betrayed that person, and now we're allies. It's a violent. It's, it's all very simple. It, you know? You're totally right. The storytelling is simple, and then it's violent, which makes it edgy. And then, it, and then the yes. game's fun. And then RoboCop. Yeah. yeah. And then RoboCop shows up. Yeah, the natural solution or the natural end to all of this is that RoboCop shows up and says, "Drop your weapon, Operator Burpee." <laughs> he just gets to. Oh, and that's the other thing is Peter Weller is all over season five of uh, of uh, Dexter, which we just finished. Oh, that's right. So there's that's your right. other RoboCop yeah, connection, and he was one of the best parts in that. He was very good in that season. Uh, a so, high point. So anyway. Yeah. I'm sorry to, to, to right angle this, but our friend Kyle, who plays Heroes of the Storm with us yeah. often after core, yeah. Kyle Kristen, mentioned yeah. them all the time. Yeah. Um put a trailer for the ascent. 
in, what's the ascent in our slack and i want to ask you since you watched it i've seen a little bit of what it looks like and it looks interesting it was part of the presentation do you remember this oh and, one of the trailers from the xbox presentation yeah yeah this is a so scary like game a four player multiplayer deal it's a scary game right or do i have that wrong no um, no it looks like smash tv let me open this up i do like smash tv ascent. it's like a top-down dual stick shooter but it looks like Cyberpunk Action RPG The Ascent unveiled during Xbox. Oh, there it is. Oh, look at that. So it's a top-down dual-stick shooter, your favorite. Yeah. And it looked like, and I only watched it really briefly, it looked like it was multiplayer. Oh, yeah, look at this, like a co-op-y thing. I do like games like this, and it's all uh, cyberpunk Maybe I'm only seeing one player right now? Yeah, I only see one dude, but there's probably more. I mean, it's all about multiplayer. Oh, this is this looks rad. Yeah, like this, because I had it playing in the background while we were doing the show, just on mute, and if something caught my eye, look, and this was what caught my eye, and then Kyle messaged me about it, and I'm like, yeah, this is the exciting announcement here. Like, the gunshots look well animated, and they're like ballistics, like they're stylized ballistics with, you know, know, smoke trails and stuff. It looks cool. It looks really neat. This is the Ascent Smart Delivery. Why is it called? Oh, that's who makes it. No, that's the... Oh, Xbox thing that's right. You were talking about. That's right. It's it goes forward if you buy the console later. Okay, here it is. Ascent Cyberpunk solo or co-op RPG set in a time when a corporation oh uh, that controlled the world has just gone under with no uh, central authority and power. Everyone is fighting for their own survival. So yeah, dual stick, but not. It's dual an stick R- on Steam, it's and it's a, online co-op. It says yeah, it's and it's an RPG, not so much just an action game. On yeah, popular and reliable news source neowin.net. Yeah, that is. so they're on Steam. Is that on Steam now? Uh, Steam confirmed thus far. I know I don't think it's out yet. Uh, coming in 2020, it says. Okay, well, I got a I got a favorite the crap out of this though. Yeah, I would too. I'm gonna do that. Right this is now. basically single. Like, it's basically um, PVE Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of a little bit close to it. A little bit. I mean, it looks very action-oriented. Uh, so I'd love but to have some mu- a good multiplayer game like this. It seems cool. It looks really good. Holy crap. Yeah, this is coming and to Steam probably The guys sometime. who are developing it have worked on Wolfenstein in years, apparently. Developer Neo Giant. Neon Giant. They <gasps> made... Oh, my God. What? The developer also made a Peaky Blinders. Yeah, Pe- Peaky game. Blinders Mastermind, it's called. Have you puzzle, that? puzzle adventure game based on the multi-award winning TV show Become the Mastermind as you control key oh, characters and pull off synchronized oh, that's not plans. Out yet. I'll still die at summer 2020. Oh, I'm favoriting that. I like Peaky Blinders. They made that weird human fall flat game, which I totally shouldn't have enjoyed, but did. Uh they made the Narcos game <laughs> that's based on the TV show Narcos. Oh my god, really? Oh, they yeah. made um No, I take it back. These are wait. These aren't the same people. So- Never mind. I'm Neon running. Giant, it's called. Yeah, they oh so Curve Digital. Be, they might be showing Curve Digital. Yeah, this is the pu- this is the publisher. Game. Yeah, they don't. Show. I hate when you do that. You click on. I'm clicking on the developer. I don't want to see the publisher's game. Yeah, maybe this is their first. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. this is their okay. first. Actually, this is the first game they yeah, made. Yeah, I think they were like an outsourced contractor group. It says it says in the article I'm reading they worked on Gears and Wolfenstein, but. It's probably like a third-party contractor deal, right? You know, just well, there's something very gearsy about the beefiness of this combat. It's it, yeah, it looks, looks neat. Good. I mean, I'm super into it. Yeah. Plus, it's cyberpunk stuff. You love that. It's cyberpunk. It's multiplayer. I'm always trying to find good games that we can play, like get back to Vermintide Two, things like that. You know. Yeah. Um, 
There was another one like that, I think, called Helldivers. Oh, yeah. I have a Helldivers somewhere on a hard drive. Um, which is also another one I looked at that's sort of similar. Super hard. Helldivers is punishingly hard. Not that we couldn't play it. Yeah, but, you know, um, hard by yourself, but with a team. Yeah. You pull together. Right. Play as a team. Victory. Yeah, that's right. To, to, to true victory <laughs> goes the spoils. Okay, well, uh, there's that. MK11, Robocop, catch it. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order gets free DLC. That's pretty cool. Uh, it'll be the first in a series of games also. That was confirmed. Also, their profits were way up, but I couldn't figure out why. Like EA's profits for, Ooh, for the EA? short term. Yeah, this last quarter has to be like Apex, Apex Legends money because what else have they done? Fallen Order. Fallen Order was a part of it. That was Fallen last year. Order, they were touting did extremely well. Yeah, but that had to be. That's not this quarter reporting, is it? Hold on. Uh, I don't think that's well, like last year. That would have been fourth quarter, quarter last year. January to March, yeah. right? Well, maybe it was January to March, is it? No, I don't know. I don't know if that's one of those or not, but it did. They did good. Well, well, I on my PlayStation, I saw a whole bunch of FIFA 20 stuff. I don't know. Yeah. It's just well, crazy. <laughs> the DLC is free, and it's kind of... Eh. But it does add a feature that I thought really needed to be in there, which was you unlock a bunch of cosmetics throughout the game. There's no way to start the game over and have those. So oh, put that in. So it's like a new game plus kind of add-on yeah. thing. Yeah. Did you? I mean, they also added combat simulators and stuff like that, but I don't, I don't care for that sort of stuff. So, so. you've already seen this? You installed it and played it, or looked at it? I haven't, because I played uh, through the EA thing, so mm. I never actually bought the game. Mm. And all of this is stuff you get if you play through it again. So I thought about buying it while it was on sale, because they did put it on sale, but. I would lose my save, so I would have to play through the game again just to get the things that I can now play through the game again with. Wait, so, you lose your save if you... I thought you got to keep your save if it was... Well, if I bought it on Origin, I'd probably be fine, but I wanted to buy it on Steam. Oh, I get it. I don't mind buying games in a lot of places, but Origin is probably the last place I want to buy a game. I get that. If it's on Steam, too, I'm saying I'd rather. And there's probably a way... Hmm. There's probably a way, and I'll bet someone's written it up somewhere. I bet you could move your saves, assuming you have them on your drive still. Yeah, probably. From there, and figure out a way to put them in the Steam folder hierarchy and get it to work. I would think. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. I I, if I end up getting the desire to play through that game again, I'll probably just resub for a month. It's cheaper than buying the game, even discounted anyways. So. Yeah, just rent it for another month. Yeah. This is a crazy world we live in. All right. Um, that Valhalla trailer dropped last week. It's really amazing. You should go watch it if you haven't. It's uh, It got Bo wanting to day one buy an Assassin's Creed game. These games are mm -hmm. RPGs now anyway. They're basically witch historical Witcher games. They're really good. Like the last two have been fantastic. In particular, Odyssey was just amazing. This looks great. Can't tell yet if there's a female protagonist option. I hope there, there is. Is, they is there? confirmed it. Yeah. Oh, good. Because they don't so, make it very uh, clear. That's good. Good to hear that. I was also confused about this because everything they showed was just the dude. They really didn't highlight her much. But there's a collector's edition where the statue is apparently her. So that was my first tip off. Yeah. And uh, then there was a Q&A about it. And they even addressed it. And they said, hey, don't even come talking to us about Lady Vikings. Oh, they, that's right. Because they were saying... 
Yeah, they had a really great, good preemptive statement about that. And now that you've mentioned that, I remember, oh, yeah, well, of course they're going to have a female version. And the reason it matters, we're not all here going, oh, please make sure that we have equal. We're not. That's important stuff, but that's not why we're saying this. We're saying this because Cassandra in the last game was amazing. She was the one of the greatest female protagonists in a video game I've ever played. She was incredible in there. And it was a combination of her story, her characterization, uh, the way that they uh, handled her story, and also the, the voice actress was killer. Like, she was just so good. And the guy was a lump. <laughs> the guy freaking sucked. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He was annoying. I hated every time he showed up. Yeah. He, was he that bad? He was. He was just... He was so. Like, are, you, are you guys being like, you know, is it fun? Well, fun okay. Here's here's the problem. There's there's two things working against him. One, he's not as good as Cassandra, which is part of the problem. But the other characters showed up in your game, depending on which one you pick. So if you played as Cassandra, he was still in it as your brother. Yeah. And okay. vice versa. But the role they played in the game, if the, if they weren't the playable character, was an antagonistic role. So not only does he show up and I get to hear him and go, ooh, glad I'm not that guy, but he's also a bad guy and he's played like a meathead. He just comes in and is just like, and then throws a head on the floor and you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. You got this rich character with a lot of depth and then you got head throwing guy and uh, he just didn't impress. He's just kind of a meathead. And if you played through the game as him, uh, I played a little bit of the game as him and he just didn't have the spark she did. She just was so vibrant. There's something about her. So I'm not saying that maybe this next game, the girl's a dodo and the guy's amazing. I don't know. But all I can say is Cassandra stands out. And I mean, really, in like the last decade of of protagonist, she just stands out big time. And it's yeah. just high praise because you're not just like she's better player. She's You're like the best female gaming protagonist in the past 10 years. Yeah, for a long time. I mean, I'm trying to think of another one and I can't. I'm sure there's others I'm not thinking like, of right now, but she really stood out for me. She was She was awesome. Um. Okay, there's rumors floating around about Mass Effect HD coming out, like a remaster of Mass Effect. That's great, and I'm sure it's going to happen, but that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about, after playing Gears uh, Tactics, I want a Mass oh. Effect Tactics game. Like yes, I yes would, I do. How perfect would that be for that universe? How amazing would I, it be? I hadn't thought about this, but I'm 100% on board with this idea. I want to Mass Effect anything, really, except more of whatever they were doing with Andromeda, yeah. which is almost on a list of things I won't talk about or pretend doesn't exist, like <laughs> if they were to ever do a fourth Indiana Jones movie. So, a yeah. Mass Effect Battle Royale is what you're saying. Yeah, I, would, I would play it. I would <laughs> absolutely play a Mass Effect Battle Royale. Honestly, the multiplayer in Mass Effect 2 and 3, or I think it was just 3, uh, was really really good. Yeah. I really good, loved that I, multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was the. I thought that was the strongest point of three in general. I thought two was the better RPG action hybrid single player experience, and I think three was a better multiplayer game and was okay on the story stuff. I think the first game was an experiment that wasn't great at anything except being an amazing universe, but yeah. mechanically it was kind of rough. Two is so perfect. Two is just a perfect video game, and then three was almost okay enough. And then Andromeda was poo-poo. And if they're not going to make a proper one, then make a tactics game. Overhead tactics tactics game after playing. If you play that Gears tactics game, you're going to walk away from it going, ooh, how cool would it be if we just did this with 
Mass Effect in mind. See, I know what I need from Mass Effect is I need Mass Effect to still be Mass Effect, the universe, the story, the characters, all that. I mean, I need the game to play more like Borderlands. Oh, interesting. If you're gonna, if you're gonna walk around with a gun and have special powers, you know, like I just need it to play like a better shooter that's not laggy and crappy. See, I felt like two is that. Mass Effect, I played Mass Effect two a few weeks ago. Yeah. That game didn't age too well. Really? <laughs> I, I stopped playing. Yeah, I'm like, this is, this is I have I have such <laughs> feelings for two. It's not good anymore. <laughs> I have such feelings for two that's, that shocks me. I, I mean, I haven't played it in a while. So I mean, maybe. I like the opening. Like, the game and the story is great. That has, that, that's age well, but the gameplay, yeah. does. It's, I'm like, this is unfun. Like, I'm just, I am not having fun controlling this character. I don't want to do I, I think Andromeda, the one nice thing I can say about Andromeda is it played really well. Mm. like Uh, the the actual like controlling your character and shooting but here's the thing Bo. you have to keep in mind it's not a shooter i'm not looking at it going boy i hope this is like borderlands which is probably the wrong shooter to get me on board okay so so let me let me let me just cut it off there and just say i guess the kind of i'm talking about the responsiveness and crispness of the game and i'm like i felt final fantasy 7 was crisp and -hmm. it still stands as an rpg and Mass Effect is a shooter RPG hybrid, so I just want the game engine the, 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 and the mechanics to be crisp. Mm. And I, I find I Mass Effect. Have, I didn't have uncrisp. any issue with that. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Going. It's not an objective statement it's, yeah. for me. I find it to be uncrisp of a game. I would have to go back because maybe you're right. Maybe some of that stuff hasn't aged very well. I just remember coming away from two thinking I may have played one of the greatest video games ever made. Yeah, I think honestly, Scott, I think if if this is true, if they put it out, I think you should try because I know you kind of skipped one, right? Like, I don't think you ever played fully. No, through not one. fully through. It just there were so many. That thing felt like a hitchy mess to me, so I didn't finish it. I think you should try playing through all of them again because I'm with you on two. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna tell everybody right here, controversial opinion: Mass Effect Three is awesome. It is just as good as two. And everybody who tells you otherwise is lying to Even you. story. You think story's as good as two? Yes. The story is just as I good actually, as two. I fully, I fully stand with John. And here's what I'll say. Okay. First, I will put a slight disclaimer because people get touchy about Mass Effect, including myself, because you can hear the passion in my voice. Yeah, excited. But the original ending had a lot of nonsensical things in it that just didn't add up in my head. You're running down a hill with three of your party members. There's a big explosion and two of your party members disappear for some reason. And then for some reason, they're up on the Normandy later. That doesn't make sense. That's just a, that's just bad logic. They did go back and they retouched elements of the ending. Once they did that, the ending is fantastic because Mass Effect 3 is an ending. That's what the entire game is. The entire game almost has too much what a coincidence. I bumped into Lady Reporter I've punched in every game up to this point. And here she is again. And I can punch her again if I want to. Like, you just are constantly tripping over the consequences of your actions through the entire game. So anybody who says your decisions didn't matter is full of shit. Because that game literally is you dealing with the consequences of your action. And what people ultimately didn't like is they didn't like the choose your own adventure, pick A, B, or C of the ending. But at the end of the day, the story of Mass Effect 3 was, what do we do with the Reapers? 
You have one faction that wants to destroy them. You have another faction that wants to control them. And what you learn through the course of the game, if you're paying attention, which I think they could have done better at putting forefront, is that there is a third option to end the cycle permanently. Mm. And that's what it's about. If you pick the destroy option, you're siding with the idea behind what's been done before, what the ultimate goal was, and you do succeed, but there's consequences. If you pick the control option, you're basically doing what the elusive man and Cerberus wanted to do, and that's what they said was the right path. If you find the third option and you choose that, you're finding a way to break the cycle of Mass Effect. And while that may seem like a, oh, let's just pick three, that's just the final decision. The entire ending is the consequences of that decision. So I think it's good. I think it's true to the story they told. And I think you all would be pleasantly surprised if you went back and didn't go in with a bunch of high expectations that I don't think any game could have lived up to Mm. and tackle it again. That was a brilliant uh, expose that I almost completely agree with it screwed uh, up i, I should have played that. i would just say that Mass Effect 3, i should have played that for the whole thing sorry bill go ahead yes i just say mass effect 3 is like 10 percent worse than mass effect 2 but they're pretty much the same yeah, yeah. okay yeah that's, that's but like fair. like but everything john said is like it, it is good well people it, that hated think, it like again all this is subjective obviously we just mass effect 2 was like who that hated there it? was a version of memeable like it had a lot of stuff people got excited about and a lot of people played and i don't think as many people appreciated three i think john's right it wasn't three received all kinds of heat and i thought it was better than the heat it was getting I like three a lot. Yeah, I mean, I I remember you have to save Garrus at one point. I mean, there's a lot of memorable stuff in there. I think that's where I finally made love to Garrus. Oh, jeez. But um, all right, he's he's ribbed for your pleasure. That guy got to be careful. Watch out. Yeah. Well, I wonder about that. A lot of sharp edges. Huh? <laughs> a lot of sharp edges on a Turian. Yeah, he's all. <laughs> that's potent. what I was thinking about when you're doing the like priest thing make out and it shows a weird cutscene. I'm like. That'd probably hurt a human. Like oh, that's, yeah. that's gonna hurt. It's no good. Well, pro- it's probably sharp too, like yeah. that. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to blow your mind a little bit more? Oh, if God. you don't hook up with Garrus, yeah. there is a canonical romance that can potentially occur in that game. He and Tally hook up. Oh, really? I like yes. Tally. I like yeah, Tally. Yeah. If you, if obviously, if both characters are alive, and you don't romance either of them. There is a scene where you are walking through the Normandy and the door opens and they're real close to one another and they back away and start going, uh, hey, Commander, oh, we're just hanging out in here. Uh, what? uh, what's what's going on with you? And they start playing it off like, oh, no big deal. Wait, three is she, a good three three is a good game. But she's wearing like a bee mask or something. How does she yeah. do Well, that's what I'm saying. Like her suit gets hooked on any of his jaggies and you got an issue. You got babies coming. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe <laughs> <laughs> just rip this my, rip my ventilator apart and we'll have babies <laughs> is that how it works when a mommy uh has her ventilated yeah ventilator torn off by and, her husband yeah then they make yeah. a baby all right uh also quick correction last week we said that last of us two leak was a disgruntled employee actually everybody was saying that turns out it wasn't uh at all so it's not it was a, just a, it was just a gruntled employee it was a gruntled employee <laughs> Just a gruntled leak, a leak of uh, like typical leaks. He wasn't disgruntled. He was gruntled. He was gruntled. Yeah, like we all, we're all often relatively gruntled. Hey, Tom, yeah. er, I almost called him Tom. Well, I did call well, you Tom, John. Someone defend. Someone put your uh, whole Mass Effect Three defense in a single clip. 
You should spread that around like the gospel, man. Look at that thing. Yeah. Just yeah. sitting there now. I think it's good. I think people it. should check it out. That's the thing is if you talk enough about Mass Effect 3, you hear different stories because that game is wildly different depending on what happens. You just don't realize it because the story you're being presented is your story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. We're just one step away from like the Mass Effect 3 game you played was as good as what you put into it. It was a reflection of yourself. You're tr- so if you were disappointed agree, by though. Mass Effect 3, then you were disappointed in yourself. In you, in you. Because ultimately, Mass Effect 3 is a mirror to the soul. <laughs> I agree with this. This is 100% right. If uh, I could only make one tiny request in the in the midst of all of this. If anyone in the chat could actually clip John doing that little clap he was just doing and send that to me so I can make a gift, that would be wonderful. Thanks. Thanks for doing the hard work that I can't do. Perfect. All right, uh, that's uh, pretty much it for that. Hey, uh, once in a while, we like to bring up old uh, some stories that are related to Heroes of the Storm, the show that originally started this show, even though we don't talk about it anymore. Uh, Cassia and Tracer getting reworks. Now, this is interesting as a Tracer player. I like Tracer a lot. Cannot stand Cassia, so maybe I'll learn to like her. Uh, what are they doing, Bo? What's the change? I don't know. I found out literally 15 minutes before the show. I'm excited. So I, I can't report on it, but... I'm excited for it. And yeah, we are here as a storm uh, show. So I thought I'd spread, <laughs> spread the news. Mm-hmm. We I used like to that be Bo just presents it as like, it's what we are. Now I know we haven't talked about it as much. <laughs> no, no, sorry. We get miss- sidetracked every now and then. Yeah, I misspoke. I'm gruntled. I, I know it's I, been so- almost two years since we changed our format, but uh, let's bring it up. No, it's okay to bring it up because Tracer, I like Tracer a lot in that game. And after playing the Tassadar changes, which I really think are cool, it makes me really excited to see what they do with her even though I like her as yeah. she is. So. The one thing I do remember is that all your options on 16, yeah. you know, where you get the one, re- the active reload. Yeah. Yeah, that's moved to like four, I think, which is oh, wow. seven, four or seven, which that's is exciting. cool. Yeah, so they're pretty big changes. Uh, they're, you know, uh, the ultimates I don't think have changed for either of them, but everything else is pretty, uh, it's pretty different. It'll be but enough about that. Let's talk about how they buffed Artanis. Yeah. They- Buffed our tan. Did oh, they buff really? him? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't look at the small stuff. I missed. Oh, I missed it's the buff. Not small bow. Because he was suffering. I mean, the, the non rework. The non rework. Sorry. He was suffering in his uh, his um, his win rate. Holy! So he got uh, he got buffed, which is exciting because I already liked him. So I was already in. Wait, well, they nerfed Chrono Surge. What did they buff? They buffed. They didn't nerf Chrono Surge. Attack speed, attack speed bonus reduced from 75 to 40. He doesn't need it. He doesn't. Base prism slows the enemy movement speed by 30. Oh, that's where they put the 30. Well, your net loss of 5%. But I think the slow is probably better than the speed. You think so? All right. Yeah, yeah because you're not outputting DPS if you, the enemy's outrunning you. So the fact that they're slowed is kind of nice. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited about that to hear that because I like him. So, but buff them all you want. Just don't nerf them. Oh, what? What are you saying? Oh, there's. Uh, are you talking? Just, sorry, <laughs> I mean, just, I'm looking at the notes now. I'm getting super into it. Um, there's a new ta- his his marksman talent was changed to protector of ire. Um, that so sounds like a grant. thing he would do. But it's percentage based increase to his attack damage instead of a flat increase like mo- most marksmen. So that's actually really interesting because potentially a lot of upside the power on that that's cool i'm down yeah. you got me you had me at at buff 
Uh, all right. Well, there's the there's all the heroes news we have for you today. Let's now do this. Nope, wrong one. All right. Hey, talk about what we've been playing this week. I have continued every day to do my uh, dailies. Basically, they're dailies in Animal Crossing uh, New Horizon. Love that game. Uh, they keep adding stuff. It's been great. Uh, Bunny Day is a distant memory, and that sucked. But other than that, it's been an incredible time in there. And I'm loving it. Today, I bought a 190,000 bell uh, shower, standing shower for my bathroom. My bathroom is finally complete. I have a bidet now. I have one of those Japanese toilets that opens when you enter the room and walk over and to it and it goes, Yeah, and if I eat fruit and I sit on it, I can poop the fruit in there. It's great. Wait, digest it or just whole? Like the fruits Here's whole. Here's all you got to do. You go, you go outside, you get some fruit off your tree, you yeah. eat like uh, three apples. Now you can either do really strong feats while you have this thing. So, for example, I can go now dig an entire tree out using one of those apples I ate. Okay, you're jacked from food. I'm jacked from food. And they run out, though, each time I do a jacked thing. So if I bust a rock open, that's a jacked thing. If I pull a tree out by the roots, that's a jacked thing. And then I run out, I'd have to eat more. You rarely use them. It's mostly just to rearrange trees and stuff. But if you've, if you've got extras in your system and you didn't use them and you need to go do some things that would be jacked events, but you don't want them to be, you just want to pound wood out of the tree or whatever, then you can go, uh-huh. you can go I, to your toilet. And I you can, always want to pound wood out of the tree. <laughs> you can go to that's the how toilet. That's how you get wood out of a tree, John. You got to pound <laughs> it until the wood comes out. And then you poop the fruit and, it's, and it flushes and everything. And there's like little water animations. It's amazing. It's an amazing, that game is amazing. And so if the fruit comes out whole, like it's recycled whole. Yes, it does. Yes. Wait, look, I think what Bo is trying to tactfully say is how much do you see? You don't see a turd. It's not, it's, but it's not covered in turd. No, they don't do that. Like it's, if okay. I eat cherries, I, I, is the I'm toilet red? What's going no, on? No, none of that. You don't get any kind of, uh, you, the, the fecal is not. Uh, can you poo with the toilet seat down? You can, No, you have to set can the toilet seat. Can you and make an upper decker? No, okay. you can't do that. But you can sit on the bidet after if you want. Fully clothed, I might add. You're wearing all your clothes while you're doing both but, these things. But does your character make a funny facial expression? Like Ooh. Yeah, like a little Yeah, like a little relief face. Yeah, he does. Okay. He makes a little yeah. face. Well, I mean, you know. It uh, it's like it's pretty amazing. And uh also uh someone in the chat, Disturbed Angel says, Have you gotten the cartoonist table set thing? Yes, I did. So now I have this like I'm building an office studio in my little house, and on one table I've got a cool big cartoonist <laughs> set with like all these little intricate pens and papers and stuff. That's the cool thing about this version of the game. In the past, you know, low polygon just kind of looked like trash. This has these just intricate little pieces and parts and, and items you can have all over your house. So if you buy like an air freshener and your dude clicks on it, it like shoots up a little transparent little poof of stink into the room. If you've got like a, um, a shower head, you turn that on and it just runs water into the shower uh you you got oh this is the greatest thing there's a rotating oscillating fan you can get and when you hook that thing up you can put it on your wall for example and an oscillating fan will go you know move across the room and then go the other way if you do that and hang some clothes over here on a clothes rack when the air's blowing this way they're just sitting there it blows over here and they all start kind of moving in the wind like it's got a physics system and all kinds of shit in there it's crazy that game is crazy for what it is for what that game is I- nuts I almost bought a switch just to play it. 
There, Look was at a, you. there was a lot of adding it to my cart and then removing it from the cart and then adding it to the cart <laughs> and then removing it. It's so good. And then the universe gave me mixed signals. Yeah. You know, sometimes the universe will reaffirm or deny what you want from it. Yeah. <laughs> and I had two things happen. One, I got my refund from my old apartment, my a refund on my rent and security deposit and all of that. And the total is almost exactly, almost to the dollar, mm. what the Switch Lite costs. Oh, wow. I was like, well, geez, that's a sign. Yeah. So I added it to my cart, and I was like, I'm going to do this finally. Check out. And it sold out at Amazon, oh! literally as I was hitting checkout. So what am I supposed to do now, universe? Uh, You've given me a very clear sign on one hand and a very clear sign on another. Go to so Walmart. I didn't, I didn't do it. Yeah. You can go to Walmart. Yeah, I don't know if Walmart has them. They've been really low on them, stock. Yeah. They, Walmart this here has them. Oh, do they? Uh, get, send me your money. Yeah, send <laughs> that exchange rate will murder you, but go ahead and do it. Send it over there. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great, I just love it. And my kids are always like, my daughter called me this morning. She goes, dad, I know you're doing TMS in a minute, but you gotta get this. I go, what, what, what? She goes, they have a studio, like giant camera. You'd see at like, like a late night show or something on CBS or whatever, you know, the giant cameras, the guys are behind. They're like big industrial looking high end, uh, TV camera that's in the game and i said oh how much he goes that's sixteen thousand bells at my store i go cool i'll send you the money just pop it in so i checked my mail after the show there it was then i put it downstairs i'm making a whole podcast studio down there it's the dumbest thing oh my god really they may have so many weird things in this game dude it is so weird i wish i oh i do have it right here let me just tell you a couple of the items that are in my house right now okay this is just in my storage this isn't even uh, stuff I have like displayed or furniture that's like out and being used or whatever. These are things that I've just collected either by accident or as quest items or, you know, creature, creatures around the place have given to me because they like me. I have a satellite. I built that myself. I made a satellite. Okay. And it actually floats over my house. It's amazing. I have a giant um, dish. What does that, it do? It just hovers it there. It floats over his house. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I got a bicycle. 100% of its function. You don't get, you don't get like plus 5% to gross. No, it's none of that. Anything. It's none of that. Uh, I got a dog house, but no dog. Um, I have a dog food tray again, no dog. Uh, let's see, a bunch of outdoor furniture. Let me just pop in here and tell you what I got in my Are storage. there dogs in the game? I mean, besides like the citizens? Well, because they keep having all these pet things in here, and there are birds in a cage. I have a, I have a hamster as well. He's actually alive in there. But there are no – oh, and if you catch turtles in the wild, they can become a turtle pet and just kind of walk around and you can chain them to stuff. It's kind of hardcore. But uh, anyway, the uh, – uh, what was I going to say? I forgot. Um, oh, an actual dog or cat. None of that's shown up yet. Partly because a lot of the characters in this game are dogs, cats, birds. You know, like they're the animal part of the Animal Crossing. You're the only mm -hmm. human there. So I don't know what they're going to eventually do, but I have a feeling there's an update coming that'll introduce pets. Because why have a dog house if you don't have a freaking dog? Um, anyway, all right. So I'm in. Uh, I'm in my inventory here. Let me just tell you some of this cool stuff I got in my housewares. Tons of tables and chairs. Forget about those. I have a wheelchair if I want to use it. I have a safe, and I can do I, when I open it. It does like a little spin, 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 and then open. So there's stuff in my safe. Um, I also picked up yesterday. Where is it here? Um, oh, a phone booth. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I got a pants press. So if I want to like full on just like have like a laundry, 
I can do that. I got a bunch of different tubs, short tubs, long tubs, swimming pools. I got a fish drying rack uh, yesterday. I got a flamingo for my garden, a couple of red barrels for just looking like a scuzzy neighbor kind of stuff. Um, I got dishwasher, <laughs> handy water coolers, knife block for the kitchen, a microwave that actually works, toaster that actually pops toast out of it. Um, let's see, a rice cooker, <laughs> uh, a glass holder with a candle. You can light that thing. There's an oil lamp. Let's see, a bunch of radios. I got a boom box, a digital alarm clock that not only goes off, but also tells the correct time all day when you look at it. Uh, there's a, <laughs> there's, a t- I got three typewriters. I got to sell some of these. Uh, anyway, it goes three on and on and on. There's so much stuff and they're all these little intricate models and really well rendered for you. What the the typewriter? No. <laughs> Does Mister X chase you into the room where the That's typewriters like an inside are? Inside dad joke about video games. I liked it, dude. <laughs> I liked it. Plus, that doesn't count all the weird wallpaper and flooring and all the other. It's the weirdest game, dude. I don't know. I mean, uh, do you think they're like you know people have data mined it and figured out all of its secrets? Blah 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 blah. Yeah. But do you have a sense? Because I like one of the things I like knowing about games is how many chapters or how long it is, not hours, but just how many sections there are. Because mm-hmm. I always hate feeling let down when I feel like a game ended too early, but then I think about it and I'm like, no, it didn't end too early. It's very expensive production, but I hate that feeling when it ends too early. Yeah. So in Animal Crossing, the equivalent would be like, what what drives you is like that sense of excitement about exploration on a number of vectors. Like mm-hmm. look at all the weird items. Look mm-hmm. at all the weird interactions. Look mm-hmm. at all the weird things. Yeah. Do you have a sense of like how long that is left on that road before you start running out of surprise and awe? Well, I feel like the games have have progressively as they put out new ones, like older versions of this, you know, older Animal Crossing games in the series, the, the, that line's got longer and longer. So in the early ones, it was novel and fun. But after a while, you'd be like, all right, I think I've seen what this thing's going to do. Um, right. I think right. that I think that, oh. Okay, someone in the chat says, go shake the doghouse. And I did, and the little chain that leads into the doghouse shakes, and two evil eyes come out of the darkness. So maybe I have a dog, and I didn't know it. All right, well, let's put that back down. Anyway, um, sorry, I had to check that. Scary. Uh, It's weird. (laughs) But that's what's weird about this game, is all these weird little details like that. And I just, that, that alone is fascinating to me. But they've also added this quest system where they have this secondary currency called miles and the miles are like, they call them nook miles. So it's basically like earning miles for travel and things air like miles, that. basically kind of like that, but you can buy a lot of items with it just like you can with air mm. miles and stuff yeah. like that. And, um, so the way that thing works is, is every day. Well, you've got this app on your little nook phone. There's a, you have a little phone in the world and on that app, it shows all of these long-term goals you have. And as you unlock those, it's like, oh, you've picked this many apples, so you've now unlocked 2,000 Nook Miles. Well done, or whatever. Those are kind of just random and happen like achievements almost. But then there's this thing up at the top. There's this row of little short-term miles goals that are that act as quests. So it's like, knock 10 wood out of some trees. Okay, cool, I'll go do that. Ooh, and today they're giving me five times the Nook Miles for that job, so I'm going to go do it and get those out. So every morning I try to knock out all my... All my top quests that have multipliers on them and then throughout Mm -hmm. the rest of the day if i happen to knock out more that's cool too it just can kind of sort of happen as you're playing in the world but you can also get really focused on and go okay now i gotta go catch five butterflies i gotta go turn five or three um fossils into the 
to the museum and so he can, you know, identify them. And then I get these bonuses. So I'm always opening that phone and accepting those miles. And then those can be spent on really cool things you can't get in any other way, like a giant robot I want to put in front of my house or um, all kinds of weird shit. Like the game is just full of the weirdest thing. Lately, there's this new thing. The guy's been in other games. I forgot his name, but he pulls up in a boat onto the dock and he sells art that's either real or fake, but they look like real things. It'd be like the Mona Lisa and the statue of David and like real pieces of art. Your Mm -hmm. job is to try to determine whether he's undercharging or overcharging you based on whether that's the real thing or that's a counterfeit piece. And he's all skeevy and shady and weird. So it's almost like there's, this thing is very general audiences, this game, but they've got a sense of humor that, that is very hard to avoid. Like skeevy art dealers and Tom Nook is just like almost like this weird godlike figure that that everybody owes money to. And I don't know. It's a it's memey as hell. It's just great fun. I sink myself into it. My kids and I are playing together, playing with community. Um, don't even get me started on the turnip market and people playing that. Like that's a whole nother thing. Uh, and that's right, Blathers will only <laughs> this all sounds like French when you're saying it without any context, but this this owl who runs the the museum who's been there in previous games, John will remember him from New Leaf. Um, he will only accept the real pieces of art for the for the museum. And so that's how you know if you've screwed up or not. So if you find mm. a statue of David, Blathers will look at it and go, oh, well done. This is the actual statue of David. We're going to put it on here. And by the way, they don't censor the statue of David. He's still got his little pee-pee right there, his little peener, Peter Peter. You know what I'm talking about? It- yes, we're familiar with the peener, peener, <laughs> Peter. He's got, you know, they don't hide it at all. He's, he's got a little pixelated. No. Like, is it polygon? No. Shape? Yeah, no, it's like the real. Here, I'll show you this. You're going to die. Statue of David, Animal Crossing. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess it's a work of art. Like, Yeah. Right, but you're going to be blown away by this because you'd think in a game like this, they might the hide it. penis in a kid's game? Yeah. Because they put like the... Those the little kids have... Item some of them have penises. Of some of the kids yeah. have penises? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like you, they can't censor their own penises. Yeah. Uh, so they're seeing a penis. Like right. boys are. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, that's the funny thing about censoring stuff like that. It's like, they have... Like, the boys have one. It's just... It's, you know, it's just surprising. They can see it. <laughs> it's just surprising in a game like this to be you know do 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 fruit and animals fun 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 oh a penis like it's just kind of a weird that's where you're like this is a work of art and it doesn't matter if it makes you uncomfortable because it's the work of art and i also can't find it i cannot i mean honestly i think the weirder thing is our reaction to (laughs) i mean well no yes okay it's a famous piece of art but if you didn't know what the statue of david was and suddenly animal crossing had a naked guy statue it would be a little odd well, every six-year-old knows what Statue David is. Well, that's my point. Like, that's why it works, right? We all know who the Statue of David is. No, no, I they mean, don't. I'd be sarcastic. Oh. Well, I don't think like, six-year-olds like, are playing six-year-old it. knows who the Statue of David is? Like, Mom, there's a naked gray man. I don't think. Mom's like, don't call them gray men. That's racist. It's so tiny and little. <laughs> it just looks like a one-up mushroom from Mario. Like, <laughs> Well, he's never been known for his, you know, big wiener. That's not the... My my, this is not that complicated of a point. If somebody was going to play, all right, forget it's the Statue of David. You're playing Animal Crossing. So far, uh-huh. it's all been, hey, welcome to the island. Oh, thanks for selling these shells. That's cool. 
we've got this new place for you to go. Oh, and look, there's beautiful flowers and dee 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 dee. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, there's a statue. And it's not David. It's nothing you've ever seen before. There's no famous art. It's just a statue of a guy with a penis. That would be weird in a it's game like Animal weird, Crossing. It's weird, though, because we've made it weird. Well, I like, agree I'm with, with that. I'm with Bo. Of course. I'm with Bo that, like, our weird reaction to it where we're like, like, that's the weird thing is that we wound up there as a society. That this thing that literally, like, 50% of the population <laughs> roughly can go, there it is. Yep. And we're like, but we can't. We need to pretend it doesn't exist. No, I agree with like, you. That's the that's, puritanical. That's super weird. I agree. The puritanical view on that kind of stuff is weird. You're not wrong. I'm saying in that context, that's why it's weird. I'm not saying that. Because it's an animal cross. I'm not saying you guys are making the the uh, symptom and disease argument. Yeah, I'm not I, even. And making I agree. Arguments. I'm making jokes. Like <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to win an argument. At but all. that's my. But that's my entire point. Is that yeah, yeah that's true. And in that context, it is weird to see it in an Animal Crossing game. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. surprising. For sure. I mean, I'm looking well, at a photo, and there seems to be a young boy character named Red. Yeah. And his that's I posted him. it in our call. And he's got his head cocked to the side, no pun intended, and he's looking at the wiener. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's him. That's I think Red's the guy that sells you the stuff. I haven't actually bought Red's, any art yet. Red's the fox. Yeah. The, the kid is the kid. Yeah. So... So what I'm saying is, what I'm saying and what the chat, the chat, half, well, some in the chat room are not understanding. The context is we're not used to seeing wieners and stuff like this because of the puritanical culture. So when it shows up, it's surprising. That's all I'm saying. I mean, uh, and, and here I'll, I'll, because I'm also just having fun, but to Scott's point, like Assassin's Creed did an educational mode where you could explore the landscape and see the sights and all of that. Yeah. And kind of famously had uh, i think in i think in one of them it was forced and the other it wasn't but they put seashells over all the nudity oh did they yeah wow that's so, weird because the game itself Assassin's they don't Creed, do any of that. Yeah. an m-rated game which does typically have nudity was putting seashells over the top of nudity in the game uh in places so you know it is it is weird to some degree, because there is a lot of that censorship in the world, but I think in general, I think we'd probably all be better off if we stopped making it such a strange taboo. Probably. The one thing I remember about being a kid, nothing is more interesting than the thing you're told not to look at or not to ignore. All right, well, listen, let's start. Let's change the world now. I'm just going to show you my dog right now. Just, yeah, pull it out. A second here. I'm getting up right now. Yeah, dog. pull it out. Let's do it. I'm Don't sure. It, I'm sure Twitch. I'm sure Twitch has no rules. Twitch again. Yeah, Twitch. Ha- Twitch has no rules about showing your wiener. I'm sure. You'll be after fine. that speech, okay, I'll show it to you after the call. We'll, we'll have a private. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's the other thing. Everyone's in there. Right, let's do it on these. Instagram Live, and people can pay us. To see just your- imagine you're watching The Incredibles for the first time, and Mr. Incredible walks out of the shower with his wiener out. They're not going to do that because we live <laughs> like, in oh, that saw, society. Because like we live in that society, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because yeah. why would they? You're never going to see that. That's my only point. I think I've now made it, and I wasn't. I mean, you, you've totally made it. I just I keep having fun with it. That's all. <laughs> and we're and we're talking I like about the idea it. Of making it a controversial issue, even though clearly it no one's. It's not a controversy, right? No one's up in arms about it. Oh no, I don't think so. This I is, mean, yeah. maybe they are. They they would have been maybe in earlier, more sensitive video game days. Like I don't know. 
like in the 90s if this was a thing people would freak out i think but, everyone's just like oh there's covid let's not let's not take away this game let's just not complain about it right it's probably not <laughs> worth we all the fight. keep our animal crossing i guarantee you somewhere somebody's upset about it i guarantee it because oh, someone yeah, always yeah. is always somebody's upset about everything yeah somebody's upset that the three of us are talking right now it's fine yeah but also you know what it is i'm letting the chat room get under my under my cheese here geek citizen says i think twitch and youtube has more censorship than network tv nowadays that is just categorically untrue that is not true at all i could right now use some of the most foul language possible and twitch doesn't care network tv would ban me for saying shit in prime time yeah. So uh, yeah, censorship. On. It depends how esoteric of a comment you mean by that censorship. Yeah, so Scott's right. There's not a lot of censorship. You can talk about how algorithms favor things or whatever. That's a different comment. Yeah, I don't think we're talking about that. So if that's what you mean, yeah. If you mean you're it's not you're, censorship, but it is control of the. the yeah. Medium. If you're if you're, I don't know. The world's so full of hyperbole now. It's hard to. It's hard for me. Hyperbole, but also just like not mis. Well, miscommunication in the sense that we we use words, but people can take them differently, and you would have expressed yourself correctly, right? Like right. it's just there's a lot of that, you know. Right. Um, what was there? somebody was jumping down someone's throat because they made some simple error, and I'm like, that's not why. Like one of the people you're supposed to dislike, like a Trump or something like that, they used a wrong word. Mm. You know, people misspeak all the time. It's it could be anybody. You know when you're just like, oh, I really hate that guy, and then they misspeak? Mm-hmm. We do it all the time on the show. Sure. You're like, that's why I hate that guy. He misspoke. What a moron. Yeah, what a moron. He said and, the wrong word. And I'm like, no, everyone misspeaks, and they people are misspeaking on the biggest stages in the world. You know, like, don't crap on people for just, like, small errors. Like, Kofifi really is an example of that, too, honestly. Yeah. You know? Even though that's a pretty funny one. You literally said that the second Rusty Nails put that word in there. It was pretty good. Basically, timing. it was amazing. It wasn't you reading it. It was like right when you the word was half out of your mouth, and then he posted it. That's nuts. Yeah, how that worked. Yeah. Well, okay. human beings in general, we we live in a society, a society, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a complicated place, and we have complicated rules, and everything's very complicated. But as as <laughs> beings and entities on this planet. We like to make everything simple. So if someone says something, they have to mean it the way I interpreted it. There's no, there's there's no gray area to that. Like right. it has to be one way or another. Like we we live in a world where we want complexity, but we kind of also don't at the same time. Yep, we like yeah. simplicity, but we can't. It's but simplicity is complicated. It turns out. There, how's that? That's pretty good right Sounds, how about this one yeah sure there are no absolutes the only absolute is that there are no absolutes i like that one that's a good one yeah i think it makes you a sith or something <laughs> does it well that saying that is an absolute if you say yeah, yeah that's, that's the whole idea wait, wait, say it again say it again. oh yeah so that's it's all it is you say the only because right? you say the only absolute is that there are no absolutes, which sounds paradoxical, and it is paradoxical. Yeah, but the it's idea meant to be is paradoxical. Yeah. yeah, the idea is that you you know there's no such or thing as antithetical. Perhaps I'm not sure what the right word is, but it's meant to not make sense as a mind puzzle. Correct. Well, that's my new game. I'm, I want to announce it now. Make it official. Mind puzzle from Scott Johnson. I'm publishing it myself. I can't wait. All right, check it out. Also, this is what I played, and I can't believe I haven't talked about this yet because I'm so excited about it. And you'd think that this all I cared about was Animal Crossing, but it's not true. Because the other thing I'm really excited about is Level Head. Have either of you heard of Level Head? No. Okay. No. You I will. I've been told I don't have one, <laughs> but 
Congratulations. Never played. Same joke, John. That's not bad. It's not bad. So you're familiar with uh what's the game? Bat uh Crashlands. You ever heard of that game? It's a thing nope. that was out on Steam and some other stuff a while back. Okay. Have you heard of a company called Butterscotch Shenanigans? Have you heard of them? Nope. Nope. You're All just right. making things up. Yeah, it you're sounds just like same it. words at me. Yeah, and uh, making it all up. It sounds like I am, but I promise I'm not. So these guys are a little indie developer that uh, made a really great game in Crashlands. Crashlands was like this top-down survival construction crafty game that got rid of all the stuff people hate about those games. Like it, it basically went nuts with things like unlimited inventory and um put a big storyline in there and you could build as much stuff as you wanted to and you could kill as many dudes as you wanted to and your weapons didn't break and uh you had a separate inventory for your weapons and tools and like just kind of a lot of stuff that drives people a little nuts in the more hardcore incarnations of survival games plus it was top down kind of cartoony weird thing and it was a fun game i like that game a lot and it also oh the other thing it had is it had cross saves across phones desktop consoles like if wherever you had that game your levels would move around with you and i thought that was really cool for a small indie so they have this new game out just came out last week or a week and a half ago whatever it was called Levelhead. they've been working on it for a while uh it is a um mario maker type game but in many ways and i'll say it here here's the strong here's the me planting my flag they have outmade that game they have made so many cool mm. Um, oh, was it free on Epic a few days ago? Oh, no, they're talking about Crashlands. Um, yeah. Levelhead, probably to help promote this. Um, but anyway, the the they do so much cool stuff with the editor. Not that I'm going to be Joe making tons of levels. I'm not really that guy anyway when it comes to games like this. But they made a really fun platformer and a really amazing creation engine to build what I think is actually superior to Mario Maker in almost every way except for it doesn't have Mario in it. That's about it. Like Mario's a big seller, right? Like it's great, most important, uh, most well-known uh, game character of all time, as Bo would say, Mario. Mario. Um, yeah. He's, he's not in this because it's a small indie dev studio making a thing out of nothing. But don't let that deter you. If that sounds interesting at all, it is really rad. And it's on Game Pass right now, so it's free for people who have game pass to just play it and see if i'm wrong but it has amazing leaderboards cross-platform compatibility if you have a switch version and the pc version it's shared so all your stuff is shared has a great campaign to play through just for funsies uh um, what about uh, bitmap importing um all that moddable you all you make of it. your own sprites oh yeah expect penises soon all of that stuff will be possible at some yeah, point that'll be the best part about this is that it's not a curated thing like like I think it works for Nintendo Mario Maker to be what it is, but mm. you know, a, a really good engine that you can import stuff and maybe even make a standalone like, executable like RPG Maker. Yeah. Um would Well, I don't know if it'll do that, probably not at this stage, but maybe, maybe it's modeled. We could to that import point. the Mario assets. Oh, it. hey. Well, I mean, you know someone I mean the very, one of the very first you, community you know, ones I played was somebody made Mario 1-1, of course, and I went and played of that. They did. Yeah. yeah. I heard the Nintendo legal team loves when people Oh, they love it. Methods. Yeah, they just love yeah. it. No it's problems really at all. Favorite. Yeah, open gate policy on that stuff. <laughs> but it's very cool. What they're doing is real cool, and it's cheap. It's like twenty bucks. It has um, it's cheaper on phones, but they have it on everything. Switch has it. 
like I said, PC. Highly recommend something with a controller, though, because it's very, you know, it's a platform game, and it's really tight, plays great. It's kind of hard. I mean, you can make really hard levels. That's part of the fun of it. Oh, this looks interesting. And you, you know, and there's also kind of this cool game, uh, Meat Boy aspect to it that if you die, you just very quickly start right where you were. Uh, or right before your last little, uh, right where your death was, so you're not having to go redo a bunch of stuff or wait for a screen that says one less life like Mario does. It just gets you right back back in the action. Uh, has really neat like trigger effects and and stuff you'd expect from a game like this. It's very very cool. Um, kind of blown away by it, and I think they've got a serious head on their hands, and I hope more people find it and enjoy it. I'm really digging it. So uh, check it out. Oh, and you can do co-op. That's the other cool thing is this features a bunch of co-op. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I like it. I think it like what I'm seeing so far looks enticing. Yeah. And the creation like- tools are amazing, especially with mouse and keyboard. Like it's so easy yeah. to do stuff. Just- well, I, I saw them cu- um, cutting and moving whole sections of the level to other parts and mm-hmm. some of the video I was watching, mm-hmm. which seems awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, there's, um, because I know that there's a, a hyper light drifter, for example, was made using a fairly inexpensive um, environment for making games. Uh, what is it called? Game Maker. Is it it's game Maker. Steam. This may actually be yeah. based on Game Maker. Actually, this this game too. I'm not well, sure. Well, I'm always like, I I don't have time for that kind of thing. But given infinite time, I would want to play around with something where I could, you know, at a high level, make a game, but not have to learn, you know, C plus plus or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, right if there was enough of a product for me just even for fun mm-hmm. to work on a project like that, you know, maybe I just need to get game maker. I don't know, but I like the idea of um, dreams and which is the little big planet guys, their new thing. Oh, on, the PlayStation one. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm curious about. Um, but this also, I love little level editor things and just like, it would be just enough if I could just import a couple of my own sprites and my own like audio files to play, like you passed a level <laughs> and you know, like, <laughs> yeah. so but who knows, maybe if you support this game, buy it, they'll add more features. It looks pretty robust. It's very cool. It's very robust. Like I'm blown away by it, honestly. And it's got a great sense of humor. It's very funny. Um, the whole thing's, you know, you're this character's little robot's got to get a package delivered. It adds this really interesting aspect to it because this package is something you have oh, to carry I'm, with I'm you. I'm, I'm buying it. You should buy it, and we'll I'm go. We'll wow. go. We'll stream it. it. You know what? You and I'll do some co-op streamy, creaty business if you buy it. That'd be fun. What I would have that? fun with that. Um, I was looking at is what is the important part about this kind of thing is if making the levels fun. It and is. It looks like yeah. you just kind of paint things with the mouse mm-hmm. and throw it together really quick. I'm like. Yeah. yeah okay i have time to design a, i have that much time to make a video game. yeah and you don't have to te- you when you test it you don't <laughs> have to wait minutes. there's no load times there's no like you just get in get out test get out okay i want to fix this okay test again okay that works get out of the test do it again like it's all just very fast and well it's only 226 megs when do, where do you get all the assets from? it's tiny it's all 2d Jeez. it's you know it's a it's all vector-based art anyway and the other yeah. thing is the um Okay, so imagine a Mario if I was making a Goomba, John, like a little Goomba, you know. Mm. Normally, you just place a Goomba, right? Yeah. In this game, whatever an equivalent enemy that you want to create, you can do that, place him, and he does his thing. Or let's say you want one that's bigger than that. You draw him in fours. So you could just, with your mouse or with a controller, you go, boit, 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 and suddenly it goes to that it scales a one to that size does that make sense and i made a big jumbo version and the same thing happens if you make four of the big guy now 
So if you want to just like make massive bosses and massive enemies, you can, or tiny enemies, you can do that kind of thing. You can scale spikes and effects and fire pit stuff. And like the tools are feel pretty endless at this stage. It's insane. It's crazy. It's, I really like it. Um, uh, small developer, they, they deserve the praise, man, because they're doing Yeah, apparently work. there isn't online co-op, but we, you can do local co-op through the internet. Oh, what does that mean? How does that... Isn't local... I don't know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just looking at the pinned tweets and Steam. <laughs> you can do... You know what? That was, a year, that was a year ago. I'm not going to... Their, their, their Steam forums are pretty much dead. It's only pinned tweets from the devs. Yeah, they don't so, do. They've locked it out basically and sent everybody to their stuff. I was just kind of looking for like workshop content. There's no workshop page on Steam right now. It seems like yeah, all the levels, all the creator stuff is in the actual game right now, and that other stuff may follow. But this came out on the 30th, so it's only been out like what seven oh, days. Oh, so it's just come out six days. Yeah, this yeah, thing but it didn't make yet. that big of a splash. I mean, it didn't come up until you played it. Um, but you know, I'm excited to try it. Yeah, it's it's it. neat. It's really neat. I think part of the it's problem. The bigger groundswell, the more likely you are to see like um, support from, yeah, from the crowd, so to speak. So I, you know, that's the only. I, I, it, yeah. I watched like a few streams. I watched a few streams of it. They, those were fun to watch. I, if you go into the creator stuff, there are uh, like hundreds of thousands of levels already. People are creating them. So that's yeah, that's like it's a very 16, active 000. creator thing. Uh, but it's neat. Okay, it's very neat. Okay. Well, I'm going to reserve judgment. I'm being judgy, and I haven't played it yet. So I'm going to, I'm going to play it, and then I'll tell you. And the devs are very <laughs> cool on like Twitter and stuff. They're very nice people. I like those guys. All right. Well, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to making my first level. John, you finished. I thought you already finished, but you finished Final Fantasy VII Remake. I did. I finished it this past weekend. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun with that game, and I would say that I came around on the combat just in time for, like, the final boss, pretty much. Mm. Um, I I didn't... I mean, I'm not sold on it. I still don't like it. I wish it either was a better action game or a better RPG. I just kind of wish it would go one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Um, But I got to a point where I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should have bumped this up and actually enjoyed it a little bit more, but... Uh, I think ultimately, I really loved that game. The experience of playing it was really just incredible. Um, I loved the ending, so I know that's the part that was very controversial with a lot of people. Um, I thought the ending was phenomenal. We've kind of already talked about that. I'm super stoked for whatever's next. Um, and I kind of can't wait to see where they go. Uh, that said, I, I do want to say like, there's another thing that was just really neat about this game, you know, because we talked a lot as it was coming out that obviously I didn't have the nostalgia that Bo did. Mm -hmm. Um, but in its own way, I think that this might become something of a landmark game for me because it was a game that was one of the first games I ever played sitting down where the kids would watch me play it. And so... I didn't have a ton of love or fondness for these characters going in. Obviously, I knew who they all were, but I, I, it just wasn't my Final Fantasy. By the end of it, like this is suddenly a household where Tifa and Aerith and all these weird names are commonplace mm-hmm. and names that get thrown around. And it made me suddenly care so much about these characters that, like, this is a place where people will just be like, oh, I like Tifa. And like, there will just be weird conversations like that around the household now. Like, 
I want to be cool like Barrett and, you know, stuff like that, <laughs> stuff yeah. like that gets thrown around. And it just made for a really neat experience and and really kind of made this emotional journey that much more emotional. Um, but I, I thought it was a beautiful kind of ending to that game. It gets a little confusing. You start to get a little of that uh, Kingdom Hearts in there where the, the story gets a little convoluted, but I think it pulls back just enough to be exciting rather than just like, oh, God, here we go. Um yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I enjoyed it. That's the part of the game where you mind if you didn't realize your mind also gets blown that there's a whole world to explore, you know, yeah. back in the day. So, yeah, I think that's the mood of where they end the game in the game as well. I wish this was Formerly. on the list of like, if you get it now, it'll be on PS5. I guess that's Xbox doing that, but <laughs> you just don't want it on your PS4. I want it on PC and I know it's coming. There's a time release delay, whatever. I'll probably just play it there. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's perfectly fine to wait for that game. If you're not if you're not like super need to play it because of nostalgia reasons, then just wait. All right. I couldn't. I kept there's something about the art aesthetic for Final Fantasy seven and the music. And those two things got me like I was encountering it enough that I was just like, I can't fight this anymore. I I need to play it. So I cried at three different points in the game. Like I had tears well up in my eyes yeah. and yeah. water come down my cheek. Oh, well, yeah. I think you say your leg, um, but that's cool. Full that tear. Cheek. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there were other parts where, you know, I was peeing with my pants with glee. And they were just like, <laughs> this is amazing. Okay. Uh, I love this stuff. So in particular, I really loved Rufus 2.0. Mm. Um, I just think, I just think he looked weird, but non-specific in an old game. But now that you see him in full three-dimensional space, you're just like, oh man, this this is way cooler than it looked back then. And <laughs> the other thing I also like is that soldiers just kind of seemed like some generic military program, you know, that was part of the world, the original. In this one, they really seem like quirky, tough guy, pretty boys that are eccentric. Yeah. And I kind of make like, it's like, it's like, you know, if you're just like, come up with a new Jedi, like not Jedi, but like something that is a, cast of warriors but that's original you know that isn't like cribbing from lucas completely and i'm like soldiers are kind of it they get infused with mako and they be they're eccentric and they're tough and they have they they only have concerns for great worldly things not little things you know i don't know there's just because that's why i like the biker guy because the biker the broche who they add into the i think that's an addition to the game the remake um roche is amazing but he's weird and eccentric and wants to fight on motorcycles and like i just you know what i mean like they're all weird and i yeah. i'm just like i really dig like a soldier now in my mind because of this game is like a jedi of that world in this weird way especially with those scenes with spoiler alert people with the zach scenes mm-hmm. you see very little of zach but and, and you know but it's just like they're so evocative and memorable and i'm like oh can't wait for more yeah it well also spoilers you might get to see a lot more zach who knows yeah, you, don't oh, know. you think he's gonna he's alive in this version well he yeah. is alive in that he, he is, is alive, alive. In the original well but, no he know, isn't in the original he's dead no he's dead what i so i assumed that was kind of flashback we're seeing in the game yeah but that moment is the moment he died in seven well i don't know if it was shown in seven but i so i fell down a lore hole 
I do this sometimes. Oh, and <laughs> I I watched like the Crisis Core, like all the stuff around that or whatever it's called, like the spinoff where you basically play as Zack. Okay. And that was the moment he's defending cloud. I never played crisis core and the army shows up and there's a huge army in front of him and it's just too much for him to take. But in this game, he takes them on and he's still there at the end instead of mm-hmm. dead. So I got to replay the original. See what I think. There's some I'm crazy o- things in there. It's nuts. I'm so excited. I'm so excited yeah. about this game. Here's a question getting away from spoiler territory. I have never beaten a Final Fantasy game, despite having played, I think, every single one of them. Yeah, they're pretty, never they're pretty beaten, long. Yeah. I've never beaten one. Does this count, though? Uh, no. Yeah, it does. I don't think it does. I think Bo's right. As much as I want to claim I beat a Final Fantasy, I don't think I can yet. Oh, Final I see, because it's just a, a special exemption status. I see what you mean because this is just a chunk it, of a of a game. It's not because I would say like Final Fantasy thirteen would count as finishing Final Fantasy thirteen. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to play thirteen two and Lightning Returns to have finished thirteen. Right. But we only got a quarter of a previous game, and yeah. I it's worth the price of a full game. I'm not complaining, but it isn't the whole game. Does yeah. it give you? I'm, I'm kind of with Bo. I think it, I don't think it counts. That's let me ask you this. Do you, um, I mean, here's where it counts. You beat Final Fantasy VII Remake so far. So far. Yeah, because that's all this game's been named. It's not called Part 1. That's just Final Fantasy VII Remake. You've beaten that. So you can say that. Uh, So so, good point, though. I'm glad you bring that. If if that's all we get, Final Fantasy VII Remake, that's the game. We told the story. Massive thumbs down. Going back to, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and giving it all the tomatoes. All the the tomatoes. (laughs) Well, uh, by all accounts, it did extremely well. So hopefully that is not the case. Yeah, it sounds like you're going to be fine. But okay, so here's my other question about it. What was it going to be? Oh, I know. Does this, John, does this spark any interest in you at all to check out 15? Now that you know what this is and know that some of the systems are similar in 15. Like 15, some of the mechanics were not taken from 15, but you know. That's the one where they're all on a car trip. Yeah, the, the bro car trip thing. Do you have any interest in playing that now? Sort of. I liked the idea of that. Like, I've always had, and I I tried and failed miserably to do this in my D&D campaign. Like, Mm -hmm. I've always loved the idea of a modern setting, but with a bunch of fantasy tropes on top of it. You know, yes, we have cars, but we're going to fight with swords. Or maybe those cars get pulled by horses. You know, like, weird, like mixes of that it's one of my favorite things so that game was really appealing to me in that regard but i just kind of didn't care about any of the characters and knowing that like oh it has that gameplay like the gameplay isn't what did it i was there for the music and the story and the characters and these ones don't call to me in the same way so i would say i'm more likely to go back and play final fantasy 7 original now or start playing like eight or nine or maybe even giving 10 a try again because 10 gets all this love uh that i don't understand because i hate 10 (laughs) uh but uh, and even um final fantasy 12 which you want to talk about a game where i was against every character that i saw i i hated the look of every character in that game i was like nope nope these all look like generic pampered people and i don't want to play this game but I really liked what I played of 12. So there's a lot of them out there. I'd like to 
actually play through them all at some point. Well, I have a feeling that some of the classic treatment may end up happening to others given the success of this because it sold really well. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, Final Fantasy 3, please. Uh, you're still playing Gears Tactics. That game's pretty great. I like it a lot. I just started. Yeah, it's good. Uh, there's a lot to like in that game. Oh, yeah, we haven't and... talked. I guess we talked on Slack. I keep thinking we've talked about that before. But you playing it, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, there's not a ton to say that you didn't you didn't cover last week. I, I would just kind of echo all of it. I actually really like the downplayed between missions that mm-hmm. I've done so far because it's just like basically equip your soldiers and go. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'm a little concerned about, and I told you this, uh, is that it seems very like linear narrative focused, mm-hmm. which I feel like I can go back and play XCOM War of the Chosen and have a very different experience even though it's roughly the same story, it's still open enough to where I feel like it'll be a different experience. I feel like with this game, they don't have that. It's just play through the story and enjoy tactics. That's fine, but it's not really what I was looking for at the moment. But I'm plugging away at it, and there's an old dude with an eye patch who just freaking rocks. Yeah, that guy's great. He's Wilford Brimley with an eye patch. He, He rocks. Where did we talk? I swear we had this conversation somewhere. Why am I having we talked before you? there will be dungeons? Oh, it. that's why. Okay, we did talk about this at length. Couldn't remember where. All right, yeah. uh, awesome. I'm really enjoying that still too. Uh, then you said you were trying to find a good unwind game, and you tried a few. How did you end up? What'd you end up with? I guess I didn't end up with anything. I didn't find a damn thing. I tried a wide variety of games. I played Civ Six, and it's good, but I just didn't hold me i tried peggle of all things i was like i guess i'll play some peggle and that was fine and uh i played into the breach which was good but i it was really hard to just get back into it i think i'm just looking for something very specific and it's probably xcom 2 but i just (laughs) haven't found it yet i understand that feeling i feel that way all the time i try to find something like that and you know what's filled that for me has been this animal crossing has totally been that for me like it is my end of day chilling out on the couch got everything else done i can just get lost in this for a while and it's super chill and i can just kind of like you said unwind with it it's great that way should have should have pulled the trigger well no you did but then they ran out of switches so never mind yeah it actually would be perfect i think that might be an element of it too is there's a game i want to play and i don't have it and i don't have a way to play it <laughs> right. so i'm just like oh, nothing's good anymore i hate all games sure no, I totally, I totally feel you. I'm always on that quest. Um, Bo, you paid a lot of Hearthstone over the weekend. What was that about? How's that going? Yeah, I'm just playing all the solo content, so all the heroics. Oh, do you like it? Well, well the Demon Hunters uh, in the game now, so yeah. there was a reason to go back in to check out the new co- the solo content. And I was playing with a friend, Mike. Uh, we played Battlegrounds over Discord. Like yeah. one person was controlling, and we were playing together, and we actually had a really good time. <laughs> Uh, like to the point where I only got in second place, but we were like careening in at the end. And we're, when someone he's the expert, so when someone's giving you instructions and you only have 60 seconds to make choices, he's like, pick this one and pick that one. And we were yelling at each other, but in a fun way. Yeah, I had a really good time. So it just kind of gave me a taste for Hearthstone again. And uh, so I'm all that, all the heroic modes of like the old content, like Medivh World and Uldum land and all that stuff like i hadn't finished a lot of the heroics i haven't even done all the basic stuff so i'm just going back to really old content yeah. and playing it for fun and i've been doing it all weekend like i'm addicted nice so 
Yeah. Uh, you Let's know what? That reminds me. That reminds me. You brought up Demon Hunters. You would really like. Uh, as soon as you start up Gears Tactics, the VO mm-hmm. is Liam. Uh, he's the president guy or the whatever he is. The nice. he, and does he rip off his president clothes and <laughs> like rip Jack chest? He's like, time to kill some he's demons. Like, I've got these are my scars. No, he doesn't do any of that. But I've been president <laughs> of the United States for ten thousand years. I just don't. I don't know what his John. Do you remember what he's called? He's like the chancellor or whatever weird political head yeah, that guy they, is. They give him some title. He doesn't really have the the gravitas of Illidan, but no. I want him to. Yeah, but as I soon want as you him hear to it. see the locust pop out of the ground and just do the "You are not prepared." <laughs> And, but he doesn't do that. He just fires a laser from behind a desk. Yeah, he's fine. He's what but it's a, Liam, and so Liam it's exciting. O'Brien voice acted Marcus Phoenix sound like. Oh, I don't even know how you do it. I said, get the f- out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> he could do it. Um, he could voice everything. I'd be fine with it. Um, <laughs> oh, chat room. There's the old guy. Chat room. Shoot, I just we missed him. There's this old guy who looks like Wilford Brimley. And let's see, there he is in the rear. Check him out. Oh, yeah, he's just a cool cuss. He's a great character in this game. All right, sorry. Gears Tactics is right. I am my bandana. Yeah, there you go. That's Nailed it. <laughs> All right, one of these real quick. That's a good question. We got an email from <laughs> Fermachu. Sent this in. It says, Star Wars game. What is your guys' opinion on new Star Wars games that work like Dark Forces? I would like to see Star Wars a uh, single player FPS that has no force powers or lightsabers and maybe have the pace or the the, the sorry the fast pace of Do- of doom blah can't read that would be pretty cool I mean I would play it sure well, Star so, Wars Republic um, Commando is yeah, one of my Repub- favorite games yeah. that ever got made so that's good. on Xbox original though right I, I played yeah. it a long time ago but that is the game that you're exactly describing I have it on PC so I think freaking good it's on yeah, Steam it's on I think yeah I have yeah. it on there yeah. um I have Star Wars Rep- that's where you play as clones right and you yes if some of it and yeah it would, I, I don't oh, know if it's, it's so 2005 good. the graphics not it, it doesn't up. perfectly hold up no like there's the, it, but it's it the game you're looking for it's, yeah. it's but the it's game so you're neat for. and my favorite thing they did and this is maybe looking too deep into it but my favorite thing is everything in that game is presented from a clone's point of view mm. not presented as you know it from star wars so like wookies are way bigger. They're hulking like abominations because that's how a clone would view them. Mm-hmm. Same with Trandoshans. You know, droids are freaky. They aren't like the corny, like, yes, sir, kind of droids. Like, they're actually kind of intimidating and scary. You know, they really lean into, like, this is how a clone perceives the world of Star Wars. Like, things that Jedi dispatch with no problem look like freaking ninjas to a clone. And... I loved that. The clones' voices sound different because, you know, in theory, they, you know, can tell each other apart. And I just, they made little decisions like that that made that game just so freaking cool. It's amazing. And everybody should check out Republic Yeah, Commando. this game should get a remake because this game was near perfect. Yeah, or yeah. a sequel or a new something. That'd yeah. be awesome. And they could. And also, it's the only, um, if I remember right, it's the only Star Wars game I actually enjoyed that was set in the prequel universe. I liked that a lot at the time. I I I, I kind of liked the arcade um, pod racer game. Uh, yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. One racer. Speed racer. Yeah. yeah, but most of the 
game related stuff that came out of the prequels wasn't a huge fan of republic commando though that was like legit badass star wars yeah. game it's very good uh got one more here from jeep ultra who says new listeners since scott slipped an episode of core into the boop rss feed been really enjoying it ever since <laughs> i didn't do that on purpose but yes that is true i accidentally stuck this show in another feed by accident just put the episode in there with uh, copied and pasted the wrong link oh, well, and yeah, so keep social distancing between podcasts, <laughs> so like for two days people were getting this show instead of the other one and then i fixed it but we retained a few people which is kind of great anyway so it's really been enjoying it and if i ever can uh, get myself out of financial ruins i would be a definite supporter i'm hoping you guys can help I'm looking for a local co-op game for PS4 that I can play with my 15-year-old daughter, Presley, uh, Presley is her name. Oh, no, what? Presley Fantasy Base? I don't know what that means. I think they mean preferably fantasy Oh, based. preferably fantasy based. Got it. Uh, Tab Puller Stalker, just because I'm never in the chat and working 60 to 70 hours a week. Jeep Ultra. Well, Jeep Ultra. I was going to recommend a couple of games. I wrote Towerfall, but that's actually more competitive against each other, but it's a fantastic game. Uh, game for multiple people you might enjoy that but i would actually recommend a little title called diablo 3 <laughs> oh uh, yeah yeah it's an amazing co-op experience yeah it's really good co-op on console and if you're looking for a fantasy setting boom they got you uh if you're you know wanting to d- do dungeons and- i guess it's edgy enough for a 15 year old right oh yeah that's the other thing it depends on it depends on i mean that people are different it's hard to generalize that way. Yeah. Um, mm. Let's see. What's another? Diablo is a good is a good option. Um, multi- Overcooked. Everyone likes Overcooked. Oh Disney. man, yeah. I hate Overcooked. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> why? Why? I mean, it's we know just, why. It's just an argument generator. Like it's just not good. It's a good game just... that makes you frustrated with each other because you're all trying to help but each they're other. They're good laughs. They're like, ah, you fell down the hole again. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I I had fun for like a couple levels, and then I was like, okay, let's do something else. And she was like, no, we're playing this, and I was like. Not anymore. Mm. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, I've I've damn. experienced the fun. I've experienced the frustration, and I'm good on this cycle. Yeah. It also made me really hungry. Yeah, it's a good point. What about? Um, I don't know. There's a, there's a couple of co-op games like Brothers, The Tale of Two Brothers, or whatever. Oh, that was great. Yeah, I that, love that game. Uh, a way out. I think. Yeah. Another. I mean, yeah. those are very specific co-op games. Yeah. But I don't know. It's got. A, uh, is there a vein in? That's suggested here like i mean game. you uh, could play an unravel 2 is a really cool co-op game if she's it kind of depends on her taste like he's the reason the reason i went diablo first is because he said something in the fantasy genre but if you're looking yeah. for just more of a general recommendation there are tons of them the only problem is a lot of the co-op content on playstation and console in general is not split screen these days or same screen it's like stuff you got to have over the internet and play that way so yeah, i assume he means co- if he's saying couch co-op that's a you know, a different animal. She's, I, she's, I, I remembered the game. What is it? The ultimate couch co-op game. The best one that I've yet to meet somebody who turned me down even to play a little bit. Okay. Castle Crashers. Oh, yeah. Castle, Castle Crashers is pretty great. great. It's, it's so an good. old game. It's Sometimes you forget it existed because it's been so long, but I've sunk so many hours into it because I got so many people who don't really play video games to agree to play that. Yeah. Because you just show them the kind of just slightly disturbing humor but cute graphics and the game it's just press a like just hit things 
it's pretty like straightforward for a lot of people uh, and it's a beautiful game yeah that is a and really cool game i like yeah. it castle crashers and good, you could even invite more people if someone else would like to join you playing that. You, know, you can have yeah. up to four of you or five of you i forget um oh. and that's it's a little older but easy to get cheap to get like you should totally get it that's a great game played that with my kids if you have time. multiple consoles a good two-player game again i'm very biased but borderlands 2 or 3 is like a long form like you'll get if you enjoy the game you'll get a lot of mileage out of it that's yeah what i would say like if you're just like let's spend an hour a day or three hours every couple of days when we have time to play games together you'll progress slowly through the story and it'll last you like six months or a year. Like if you just play in small bites together. Mm-hmm. So. If you had a switch, I'd recommend stretchers. It's a game I haven't talked about on here. I don't think I've talked about it on the boop show, but it's this weird co-op game where you're two medics that have to go. It's like, I don't know what to, it's like GTA and crazy taxi had a baby. Oh, so like race around, try and help people real quick. Yeah, but also it's very puzzly when you have to help the people. So when you get to this zone where you got to help the people, <laughs> some of them are trapped in weird places. You got to use some weird physics to get them down. And then you got to put them on the stretcher and you got to work together. One person on one end of the stretcher and the other one on the other. It's, and, and not in an overcooked kind of frustrating way, but in still kind of a funny, goofy, like, oh my gosh, go right, go right. We have to go right sort of way you dump bodies in the back of your thing um i really like that game like a lot it's a really little hidden gem and i don't think it's anywhere but switch right now unfortunately interesting very cool game yeah Hmm. some very good co-op-y small games inexpensive small games on the switch as well i think we i think we nailed the answer to this one. i think we did too i feel good about what we've done here that means we've nailed the end of the show yeah that's right we're done boom for those who showed up six hours ago aren't you glad that we got there finally actually it hasn't been that long uh oh it has been two hours and nine minutes uh anyway and that's just the that's just the show part the pre part was a whole nother 25 holy shit i spent a lot of time with you guys every week hey yeah, it's good yeah. though it's good <laughs> we're like family everybody's hanging out no problem it's all good hey uh don't forget we are uh, supported by you fine folks at patreon.com slash core show that's patreon.com slash core show. And if you're listening to this going, what bonus content? Well, that's how you get it. You sign up over there for as little as a buck and you get like extra content every episode that you can't get any other way. Well, unless you're here live and then you hear us rambling and pre and post show. But uh, that's a great way to get it. So please do check it out. Patreon.com slash core show. Uh, it's going to do it for us. Frogpants.com slash core is our website. You can find us on Twitter. Core pod. John's at John underscore Jagger. I'm at Scott Johnson. Bo is at Bo Schwartz. Don't forget this weekend to catch There Will Be Dungeons, where we play D&D on the weekend, where I'll hang out with these guys another three hours this weekend on Sunday. Uh, that starts at 4 p.m. Mountain Time, so be here for that. It's going to do it for us, for the three of us, to all of you. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Captain, we're under attack!